What's up, world, and welcome back to the Magnificent Vibes Podcast, where we discuss sports, music, media, and anything that you may or may not care about. I guess I'm doing Rodney's intros now, um, but welcome to the show. We talking NBA, we talking free agents, we talking trades, we talking hip hop albums that we used to hate but now we love, and of course we got them train of thought questions. So kick back and enjoy while myself. Rodney and DJ Money in the Banks chops it up. Holla, holla, holla. What up? What up? <laughs> Once again, it's on. <laughs> Old heads are back in the building. <laughs> I see you got the. I see you got the brother Sanders in his summer wear post. Oh uh, yeah, man. It's it, it, yeah, summertime. You know, you gotta wear all white. You know what I mean? Got the congregation picnic coming up. <laughs> got con- yeah, he had to get ready. You know, posing in front of the mirror, trying to get you know how he gonna you know holler, introduce himself to some of the sisters. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, Sister Williams, Bible student, and her sister gonna be at the picnic. <laughs> and they bad kids too. They bad kids too. Right. Like he 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 used to that. He, he that ain't his first rodeo with that. No. He, he, yeah. I was like, I ain't, I ain't seen her since the memorial. She she gonna be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw. I saw. Uh, I, I, I helped her with uh, her, her internet the other day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, last last year, you know, they, it was on Zoom last year, you know, so I had to hook, hook up her internet. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what they say—they gotta keep up with the cherry. You know, I'm trying to keep up with the cherry. <laughs> hey man, here, move over here. Move over there. <laughs> Oh man, hey man, what is good? What is good, my brother? Oh man, everything and nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm fresh from the convention, man. I had my convention this past weekend. Yes, yeah, yeah, man. Good convention, no spoilers. Y'all ain't gotta, y'all ain't gotta change the channel. Y'all don't have to, you know, wait till next week or whenever your convention is. Listen to this episode. I ain't gonna drop any spoilers. But hey, man, it was great. It was great, man. I might have to make up one of those days, though. Because <laughs> when you got an assignment, man, it's hard, man. I don't even get a chance to. I probably just, man, I just watched some of it on the stream. But yeah, man, like some of the stuff that I missed, I, I was kind of behind. You know, when friends be talking about the convention, I'll be like, oh, you know, like certain yeah. parts. I'll be like, oh, man, I missed that part. You know what I mean? So I got to go backtrack and watch a couple of the couple of stuff that I missed, but uh, other than that, man, it was a great convention. Yeah, low, low key, man, that's, that's kind of like why I, I, I took a step back from volunteering for assignments, man, because it's like, dude, I've missed, I've missed whole chunks of dramas. I've missed baptisms of people I wanted to see get dipped. I missed a lot, bro, just from working, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah. Guess yeah, we man. just kicked in the, 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 the back door. Oh, the spook who sits by the door. What's up, Nick? 
Y'all already know what it is. Always by the door. (laughs) Always by the door. (laughs) West Coast in the house. Oh, yeah. What's what's good, Nick? What's good, man? How how was your weekend? Um, Busy. I I actually... (laughs) I DJed a TK party, and that was really fun. <laughs> yeah, I saw your setup on the gram, man. That was a nice little setup. I got a question. I got a question for you. What did you have your stuff? What did you have your uh, controller hooked up to? Was those small speakers? Yeah, they're actually um, they're actually like small speakers to a, a subwoofer, like something you would have hooked up to a laptop. Right. But it was, for some reason, it like produces like really good, like loud sound. <laughs> so like, if, if you heard how loud it was going through it, that's literally from like laptop speakers in the subwoofer. So. Oh man. Oh, that's, dude, I was like, man, I, I saw, I was like, wait a minute. Man, that's the smallest speakers I've ever seen. Like, where? <laughs> how's, how's the music projecting through this big old venue like that, you know? It's funny because the the sister asked me. She's like, "Oh, are you Bluetoothing through here?" I'm like, "Nah, that's that's everything." Because like the way it was set up, um, it wasn't like that big of a room, but it had like two stories, and they had me on the on the second floor because there wasn't like enough room on the first, and so I just put the speakers like right by the edge and, and turned it up, and it wasn't even like as loud as it could have gotten. And she was like, oh, are you Bluetoothing through here? And I'm like, no, that's the speakers upstairs. <laughs> oh, wow. And so, yeah, everybody was like real surprised. I was like, yeah, I'm surprised too. I've had this this whole time. And it's just been my personal, like, my personal speaker setup. And I tried it like one time and I'm like, wow, like I could probably do like some, at least like a, a a guest room or something like that. I don't think I could. I definitely can't do like a wedding with that. But I could do like a small yeah. like. That's what I was going to ask next. Right. Okay. Do witnesses still do big weddings? Like I haven't been to like a true school like like moderately sized wedding in like ages. Like, and by moderate I mean like two hundred people at the reception. It's like everybody seems to be doing the small thing now. Like small intimate group settings yeah honestly the um <laughs> the the brothers i know who also like who are who are like the the wedding djs like anytime i see like a big wedding it's always like one of the <laughs> it's always like the groom has a beard and stuff so it's like oh i know that's not a witness like <laughs> mm. or, or, at least the, or at least that's not a that's not an american witness <laughs> hey, shout, out, shout, out, shout out to my brothers with vacation goatees. Yeah, <laughs> them vacation yeah. goatees be shaped up clean too. So they had a razor; they could have took care of themselves. With. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I don't, I don't know what that is. It's like I, I don't know. I, I mainly just blame it on the younger generation being broke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any any shout outs in? Of course, of course. Shout yeah, always out. got the shout outs. <laughs> shout <laughs> out to friends who judge the elders for working with their own families and field service. Uh oh. <laughs> oh snap. 
Oh, snap. Here's the thing. Oh, snap. Here's the thing. And I ain't talking about me. I ain't talking about I, me. I'm, I'm, I'm guilty as charged on this, Ian. I, I got a confession to make, but go ahead. I'm, I'll I'm tell you the reason why, though. Nobody, nobody's brought any static my way. But, like, understand that appointed brothers, we have two half days out of the week to spend with our families. Because Saturday morning, the first the first half of Saturday is usually dedicated to field service. First half of Sunday is dedicated to the meetings. And a lot of times there's a, we have a meeting after the meeting. So we really only have the latter half of Saturday and Sunday to really spend with our families because most of us work Monday through Friday. So if a brother chooses to spend that time working with his family in the ministry, uh, that he has to preside over in a fine manner. Let the brother do that. Don't catch feelings when the br you you hey, hey, hey brother can I work with you for a few doors and a few doors turns into the whole dang territory and then next time you're like you know what bro let me just work with my 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 wife and kids or whatever just just this this week and then we'll we'll, we'll talk later because then when you talk to him he don't even want to talk about nothing he just want to talk about his boss at work. It's forming at work that, that ticked him off. <laughs> like, come on, bro. This could have waited for another time and place when we came back with some beers or something. And you could have invented about that. Like, you know, and it's, 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 I noticed a good, a, a good thing that the COs have been doing lately with their visits. They'll schedule a day out of the week and say, I just want to work with my wife. And whoever wants to come along can come along. And I think that sets a good example. That's called, um, what's it called? It's called modeling. And it, it reinforces to the brothers that, hey, it is okay to work with your wife. Now, you do want to work with the friends here and there, especially if they're going through something or you just haven't worked with them in a very long time. But like, no, you, brothers, we having families that they got to spend time with. And we don't get to spend a, a whole lot of time with them throughout the week. Right. If, now, now it can become a problem where a brother swings too too far in the pendulum on the other side of the pendulum, and they only work with their family all the time. That's the problem that That's I be problem. having. So you know, you want to be balanced with it. You want to be balanced with it. I've, I've had to visit. I've there was one particular brother, remain remain nameless, uh, but. I've, I've had opportunities to visit different groups. For those who listen in, service overseers usually have to visit a different field service group every, you know, I guess twice a year or something like that. But anyway, <laughs> every time I visit this brother's group, I think I'm going to have an opportunity to work with him. And what I heard from other brothers was that he only works with his family. And his kids are are like they're not well yeah they both they both were over 18 at the time so i'm like you know the one time that i come visit i, I definitely wanted to get some one-on-one -on -one time with the with the brother and then you know work with some different people in this group and everything but then i go and and his group is already set and don't even want to work with the group overseer so I'm like, yo, like I only come here once or twice a year, right? I'm telling on myself once. Anyway, but <laughs> but like, yo, 
you get you gonna be with your family. I'm sure you are with your family every other week or every week when you out on field service. The one time I come, y'all can't make an adjustment. Hey, am I on yeah. the island here? <laughs> yeah. Now he's not the he's not the group overseer, is he? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's and a problem. It, and his son is the assistant. You know what we have to do? We have to go over the records with him and his assistant. Hey, man, listen. I guess we know what Rod's shout-out is. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was a shout-out within a shout-out, within end shout-out. Rod, Rod. Dude, I ain't have, I ain't have the brother who's supposed to provide me with the, with the, with the group's records and time. For my visit, I dude, I haven't had that done for me in like three years. So, <laughs> <laughs> That's another shout out. <laughs> I don't Dang, even bother this the tri- anymore. This the like, triplicate you know shout out. <laughs> you know what? I don't even bother anymore. I just like you know what? I'm I'm gonna be with y'all's group this week. I I, I didn't I, I I wasn't provided with the time um, to look at the averages, but I look forward to working with as many people as possible, encouraging as many people as possible. Hey, brother, is this anybody in your group who needs encouragement? Yada, yada, yada. Because. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Exactly. And because of the pandemic, a lot of people's time took a dive anyway. So. Right. Yeah. But I I get what you're saying, Rodney. If if it's not a situation where like, you know, like, like with my situation, like my son is autistic, you know, so. If if he's working with anybody other than myself or my wife, he he tends to freeze up and get disengaged. Mm-hmm. So you know, be mindful of the needs of neurodivergent people too, and right. try not to judge them too harshly because they're not acting the way you think they should be acting and all of that. Right, and that just comes with understanding. Like you know, when you understanding that someone has a difference. And you got to just work with that. And if you can't work with that, then don't work with it until you are able to be able, you know, don't work with it until you are able to sympathize and then understand, you know? Right. Exactly. Exactly. But that's all I got. wrong with taking time. (laughs) I I saved the majority of my heat for the, uh, Male, for the train of thought questions. <laughs> <laughs> hey, real quick. Oh, hey, since I, you're, I got, hey, I got Nick, shout you out. got one? Come on, yeah, Nick. I come do. on. I think this might be your first shout out. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so, um, so since we're back in the convention spirit <laughs> and in the convention season, um, shout out to those friends who don't listen to the parking lot attendant and then have something near catastrophic happen to them because they didn't listen to the parking lot attendant. <laughs> oh, you, man, man, you taking me back. You take me back on that one, uh, Nick, back when I was doing parking. <laughs> I got a, I got a story about that. I don't know if I told this story yet. I feel like I have, but I, if I have, cool. If not, then it's brand new. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this is back in, this is back in my parking lot attendant days. And, um, so <laughs> at the cat, <laughs> at the cow palace, shout out to the cow palace. Rod knows what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so over there, um, when everybody's exiting out, it kind of goes also in the direction of the friends when they're walking out of the cow palace, they have to cross the the street where 
the cars will be leaving. So, you know, we periodically have to stop the friends from walking because cars are coming. So I remember, um, I remember my, my friend who's like, basically he's like my spiritual uncle. Um, he was holding some friends off because some cars were passing. And this sister just straight barreled through him, pushed past his arm. She had this mean look on her face. She looked back at him like, like she was going to do something. And he kind of <laughs> looked at her like, you know, he kind of like, wait, hold on, hold on. And no lie, right after she did that and gave him that side eye, her heel broke. She tripped. And stripped, fell on her face, and suddenly a gust of wind hit at just the right point. And the dress came, and the dress came right up. <laughs> so now you have not only fallen on your face in front of everybody, but now everybody knows what color the drawers are. So, <laughs> hey, hey Nick, hey Nick, that dress went like woo woo. <laughs> And we, were helping, and we were helping her up like and we were helping her up like are you okay she's like i'm fine i'm fine she's like now she has no choice but to be mad at herself because this only happened because she <laughs> didn't listen and i remember <laughs> my friend me and my friend looked at each other and i don't know what came over me i just out loud i was just like Jehovah. <laughs> <laughs> he was just straight broke. Uh, straight broke. Broke. Man, she fell that over. That was an angel that broke that hill after she pushed past her. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> and, and the crazy thing was, was that if that didn't happen, and if we weren't paying attention, there was a car coming like right around the corner. And That's what I thought. Because, I yeah. Yeah. Came by and just no. smacked the door. <laughs> no, it, no. I don't think I would have shared that story if that would. <laughs> I probably would have still needed some therapy witnessing that. But, <laughs> but like, yeah, it, it. She came real close, and if if we weren't paying attention and didn't stop that car, who knows what would have happened? So it's like, yeah, you got embarrassed, but you could have. It could have been ten times worse for you. You know. Wow. Ooh, the when we got back to the parking department <laughs> and, we, and we were telling the story to everybody <laughs> I remember my friend was like yeah and she fell over and the wind came up and her draws came out and the brothers and the thing were like no not the draws <laughs> <laughs> not the draws <laughs> Not the no, not the draws. <laughs> like, yeah, the draws came out, man. Oh man, it was. It, I think about that, and I'm like, <laughs> I, I periodically think about that story, and I'm like, man, I probably wouldn't mind doing parking again. But then I remember all the other stories, and I'm like, yeah, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm not good. the draws. Not, not the draws. The draws. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. It was all bad. But yeah, sh shout out to them. Um, don't be one of them because, you know, <laughs> I know it's been a while. I know we've been online. So don't be one of them, please, because it, it, 
You don't want to end up on that Summer Jam screen. <laughs> oh, you don't. You don't. <laughs> the Summer Jam screen. <laughs> Showing show your, uh, your, your compromising moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's what, yeah. Dude, that's crazy, man. And, and, if, and if you and if you are hearing this, and that story was about you. I hope you learned. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't to embarrass anybody. It was just to teach. Exactly. The more you know, the more you know. <laughs> exactly. Cue the rainbow. The more you know. right. The more you know. <laughs> well, um, let's move on, man. Let's move on, man. A lot of NBA stuff happened. Uh, since we've recorded our last episode and everything, so let's get right into it, man. Just gonna breeze through a few news nuggets. Uh, the Zion Williamson situation getting even more crazier. Uh, y'all heard the latest? I think I have. I think Which, I what, have. What, what have you guys heard? Um, I, I saw the tattoo post. Yeah, okay. Supposedly tattooed his name on her face. I heard Stephen A like went in on her. (laughs) Yeah, well, so apparently now uh, she is coming out of retirement. Wow. And um, is signing with a, huh? Who is coming out of retirement? Uh, This woman is going to remain nameless. Uh, This this Zion uh, antagonist. Who uh, is a <laughs> yes? Who's a self-employed model? Um, yeah, she uh, she's she's back out of retirement from what she used to do, and has uh, is is starting to uh, come up with an agreement with a entertainment company so that oh, she can okay. yeah so so that she can get this this uh, so-called intimate tape that she made with Zion public. So <laughs> this is getting ridiculous, man. And what's y'all thoughts on that? I think this was her plan all along. Like, yeah, like, that's what it sounds it. like. Oh, this is my like, plan all along. Like, yeah, like she she the first player to take her uh, jersey off the rafters and put it back on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah, she I have stuff, man. Like this is probably her plan all along. Like when you when you're not in that world of adult films anymore. Like I I, I don't know, I don't know what your job prospects <laughs> are. Maybe you're used to a certain standard of living that you can no longer, you know, you can no longer maintain. <clears throat> and let me be mm-hmm. clear. Let me be clear. The 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 industry or. or the adult film industry is extremely exploitative, right? It's extremely exploitative, not not just of the people who watch it, but the people who who are featured in it as well. Because a lot of these people are victims of abuse, um, bad, really unfortunate circumstances. That they're, they're they're you know pretty down and out. Otherwise, they would be do, be doing something else, and. Only a few really become quote unquote stars and, and and big names or whatever. So it's it's a very exploitative industry, you know what I mean? And I imagine when they're done with you, 
they're done with you and it's it's hard to get back in because there's always going to be younger newer stars coming into that world and i don't think she's no spring chicken you know i, I mean they're wrong. like they're they're comparable to to how running backs are viewed in the nfl like, like you know the younger the running back the better right right you get good three or four years out of a running back and then they get older they want more money, but then another another young running back comes out of the draft that's faster, stronger, and quicker than he is, and then the next thing you know, he's out of the league. The, the you know the older running back is out of the league after four or five years. Yeah, yeah. So you know, if you can find an angle where it's like, yeah, people going to tune in to see what what got Zion caught up, and then they'll tune in just for that to see like what what's the hype about, and now boom you're a big star again you know but but that that industry is ex extremely exploitative and i i think people kind of forget that because they'll just be like oh well, that's just what women of that type do no it's, like, eh, it's, it's a little more to this yeah and if they could be doing something else not saying her but if they others if they could be doing something else they would be yeah i, I got a conspiracy theory about this whole thing <laughs> Y'all ready to hear it? I think it's the same conspiracy theory I might be thinking of. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. This magnificent vibes. I think that Zion Williamson, who originally wasn't happy about being drafted by the Pelicans, I think he has... I, I think this is all set up by him. Huh. I think that Zion Williamson has created this monstrosity so that he can get the Pelicans to trade him. He's trying to find every means to get out of New Orleans. Do you think she's in on it or do you think she is just being used what? by him also? Why was she at the Pelicans organization in her tweets? Mm. And she's and she's constantly demanding the Pelicans to do something about Zion. Well, well, well I heard a similar conspiracy theory, but the, the, the conspiracy theory I heard has a twist to it. I heard John Morant paid this woman to do <laughs> guns and buns, people. To deflate, to deflate Zion Williamson's trade value even further and make it easier for the Grizzlies to pull off a trade to pick him up so that he could play with Zion Williamson and and basically strengthen the Grizzlies. Guns Which, and didn't, buns. Didn't they, didn't they play in, 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 on the same college team together or something? No, they played in AAU together. AAU, they AAU together, okay. Yeah. So uh, that, to me, that's the, the more uh, intriguing <laughs> conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> This is just something to get him unload off the Pelicans to join up with with the Grizzlies specifically. Yeah, I, I like that conspiracy theory. I, I could see him holding her at gunpoint and being like, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Quote, quote, unquote, quote, unquote, gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to edit that one out, definitely. <laughs> you guys are insane, man. <laughs> The, hey, 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 I like that conspiracy theory a lot better than the one I had. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. 
guns and buns, the reunite, the reunion. <laughs> a Carolina addiction story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at how, I mean, Zion could have, the last two years, Zion could have played in the playoffs for the Pelicans. If he wanted to. Should have been, been doing all that dunking and stuff on a, on a stage that matters. Zion, he, on, on the on the court when you play a pickup game with the brothers, who you know is the most athletic brother out there, but because he didn't get picked up by a squad of his friends, he's just gonna halfway play the game. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah, he ain't gonna kill. He just gonna sit back and shoot threes. No lie, I've 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 seen that and I've been there, so I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> just be sitting there getting frustrated. It's like, why, why, why am I five six, but I got ten rebounds and you, you six three and you ain't got no rebounds. Cause he ain't trying hard. He ain't on the team he wanna be on. But he's on the team that got the greatest food. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Man. I, you know, he's eating his life away. He's 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 quote unquote banging his life away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like what what are you doing, man? Like I like I, it, it's just it all it all points to the direction of I don't wanna be here. Yeah. Shout out Get to me Luke. out. Right. <laughs> eat your life away, bang your life away. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what he's because his seeds grow up the same way. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Zion, do better, do better. Uh, next up, next up, man. I I, I, had to, I gotta talk about this 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 whole little story that that trickled out while I was in, at the convention. Malika Andrews is back at it. And uh, she uh, was one of the hosts of the NBA draft. And for those who listen to this show and knows me and Ian very well, we're not huge fans of the draft, NBA draft. We don't follow the draft like that. And yeah, we know Victor Wimbiaba is a big deal, but whatever. We don't really, we're not going to elaborate on that until he actually gets on the court. So, but um, one man by the name of Brandon Miller was the second pick of that draft and Brandon Miller got drafted by the Charlotte Hornets and he will represent Michael Jordan's last draft pick uh, after selling the team and so it's gotten some mixed reaction as far as you know Charlotte picking him but what got polarizing reaction was Malika Andrews uh, again exposing uh, the man's background, his quote unquote criminal bra- background? Uh, oh, Malika Andrews, this. ESPN's Malika Andrews slammed for mentioning Brandon Miller's murder case link at the NBA draft right after he gets drafted. Uh, have you guys heard this story? I, I just saw the clip this morning, I honestly. But this does fit I, a I but I, I, I'll, I'll let you weigh in on it first, Rodney. I have a unpopular opinion. Man. I know you got an unpopular opinion, and I know you love Malika, man. I, I don't know, man. This girl, she, 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 
I'm trying to give her a chance, man, but she keeps making me upset, man. Like, here's my thing. Here's my thing. The NBA draft is supposed to be a, 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 an event where players who worked hard in college, they get drafted. They got their families there, the coaches that coached them in, in, in high school, coaches that coached them in college. They're there. It's a happy occasion. Everybody's excited. We we could we could figure out all of his background stuff later. Like when Iverson got drafted, right? Iverson had the whole bowling incident, right? When he got drafted, I went back and looked. I went back and watched those tapes. No one mentioned anything about that case until maybe later on down the line. Uh, and there are there are a couple other players that came out of the draft, and I, and I understand even in the NFL. There are players that might ruin their draft stock by doing something stupid. Uh, but at the same time, it's like when it comes to Malika Andrews, it's starting to be a pattern of going out of her way to highlight the worst in a coach or the worst in a player that has nothing to do with what transpired. This man just got drafted. He's going to the NBA. He's He would have been the number one pick in this draft if it wasn't for this France kid. So it's like, this, he's technically a number one pick. So why do we have to mention a criminal case that he wasn't even charged for? Right, he cooperated. He wasn't with even you. charged for. Hmm. He cooperated and everything, his name is tied to it. And a lot of times when players are of that uh, stature coming out of high school or in, in college, if you're around something, if you're in the premises of a shooting, you know, your name's going to get tied to it because you're the most popular player. You didn't have, you, he wasn't the one that picked up the gun and shot him, but because he's in the circle, that means his name's going to be connected. So my thing is, we can talk about that later. I don't mind. It's, it's a time and place for everything. So highlighting that when someone's getting drafted, why is that a big deal? Now, now it's like <laughs> if if I was Brandon Miller's dad or a family member of Brandon Miller, and I see Malika Andrews is on TV talking about a case that my son had nothing to do with. Oh, we, 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 hey, hey, yo, are we on the phones? Yo, what's going on? What's this chick talking about? You know what I mean? So uh, that's just my take. But here's my, I'll let y'all. Here's my read on it. Here's my read on it. Do I think Malika Andrews has an agenda? Absolutely. Do I agree with the agenda? I kind of do. You don't want the NBA turning into the NFL. Now, we all know the issues with the NFL, right? As far as players' conduct off the field and how it gets handled, and particularly when it deals with, with cases where the victims of violence, sexual assault, and a lot of times murder are women. And with the state cases that Malika Andrews has been bringing up, this latest one, the, the victim, the murder victim was a woman of color. Um, 
I don't know what it was with the Joe Mazzula case or whatever. I'm, I'm not sure, but it was, I do know the victim was at least a woman. <clears throat> so she's, in my opinion, she's trying to bring light to a a potential. It's not a potential issue. It's it's a, it's just an issue of you know women's place in society, how the the privileged and and you know, economically advantaged can get away with victimizing women specifically. And I think she's trying to call that out. Now, is she doing it so in a very ham-fisted and clumsy manner? Yes. But I don't necessarily disagree with her agenda or what or, or the type of conversations that she's trying to spark, because that is an issue. Um, You know, unfortunately, within the past couple of weeks and Rodney, I'm sure you remember this uh somebody we knew uh locally was um you know passed away and um nobody knew about the history of domestic abuse there till after the fact because everybody was so enamored with the abuser Mm -hmm. um and uh that's that's a, that's a problem like w- women are not listened to they're not heard they're not believed you know we we watch <laughs> we 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 saw a video of megan and stallion getting walking around with a bloody foot after getting shot and we said she made the whole thing up shot herself and then when it came out that tori lanes actually did shoot her we said we first we blamed another black woman then when it came out that he did shoot her, it was just like, well, good. She 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 a slut. She had she had this, she had that. She deserved to get shot. And it's like, man, like, you know, where are we at here as a society? Right. Right. Um, so I mean, that's my read on it. I, I think I think Malik is doing so in a very clumsy manner, but I, I don't I don't disagree with the type of conversation that she's trying to spark. But you're right, Rodney. It's like this dude's gonna be in the league for the foreseeable future. And you know we'll, we'll have, we have plenty of time to address that. So I, I right. see where you're coming from as well. And I think she just needs to pick her battles better. Like I, I think you know I I'm not one to judge a person based off what they strongly believe in because I can tell Malika Andrews is very passionate, but it's just a time and place. That's that's just my whole thing. It's like yo, you know, we could. You know, if you want to go down a rabbit hole on a person's career and, and life outside of what they was doing outside of basketball, fine. Choose another platform. But like, it's just to me, it's just a certain, it's just a time and place for everything. And I think sometimes her timing can be very off. And, and we have to also remember too, with Malika Andrews, is that she's still new. As much as we, you know, talk about She's still, this is kind of technically her first, well, second year, right? I think it's been two years since uh, Rachel Nichols got the boot, right? Oh, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Because yeah, that's what she is. She's she's Rachel Nichols' replacement. So, is it, you know, she's still trying to learn, you know, and I'm sure dudes, I'm sure people working behind the scenes with, with Malika, I think sometimes with <laughs> and sometimes with Malika, it's just the timing is bad. I remember I remember I was at a barber shop one time. I'm, I was working not barber shop. I was working at barber shop. I was working at Gordy's. And um, and do you remember Kenny? 
Kenny, um, short, swole Kenny. Uh huh. Yeah, I remember him. Now, now, shout out to Kenny. He cool, you know. And if you you listening, you remember this story. But anyway, I'm cutting Kenny's hair, and we had uh, a cat that used to come at the shop. His name was uh, Petey. Actually, he goes by the name of Spirit. He's a rapper, actually. Um, oh, I think Jerome recommended his album on, on Vibes and stuff before. Yeah, that's Jerome. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so him and him and Spirit are, are, are kind of going back and forth about sports, right? They debating about sports, and you know, Spirit is the type of dude that you know, if you don't know him that well, he could he could make you upset at some of the stuff that he says. He's kind of you know kind of polarizing, and so Kenny couldn't handle it. And in my mind, I'm thinking, man, man, Spirit is messing with this dude. Like, like <laughs> right. I can tell. I could. It was like, look at him, emotional. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm cutting Kenny's hair, and I can see the veins in the back of his neck just, <laughs> just boiling, right? And so they're going back, and it, it turns into a roast session, right? So they're just roasting each other back and forth, and Spirit is killing them. Right, everybody's laughing at Spirit's jokes. Nobody, uh, you know, Kenny had some good ones, but Spirit was winning the battle. So you know how a person run out of jokes and they just say something to to try to, you know, offend the person and hurt his feelings, but it didn't really work. He swung and missed. So he goes and tells Spirit, "You're a game banker," and everybody <laughs> just stopped. He's a what? He's a gang banger. And everybody, it was like a record scratch moment. Like, what? Like, we all gang bangers. <laughs> everybody started taking out the pistol. Right. See, Spirit. showed up somewhere. <laughs> but here's the key. Here's the key. And I know at the time, Spirit had dreads and everything, right? Spirit never gang banged a day in his life. He hang his his brother was gang members and all that other stuff, but he didn't gang bang. But it's like he just sized them up and it just automatically assumed because he's got dreads, because he's got all this stuff that, oh, you, you know, uh, you're a gang banger. And it's like, <laughs> Spirit's like, I ain't no gang banger. What are you talking about, bruh? And CC chimed in. Everybody started just collectively clowning Kenny. After that, he regular caffeine. You grew up poor, <laughs> right? 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 So, so I, I I say all that to say, man. Sometimes Malika, man, she she be on the ball sometimes, but then she'll just do something, man, and just make people just make that record scratch, man. And you be like, what? what, what, what like this wasn't the right time for that. Let's wait until some, you know, another opportunity, you know. So. That's all, man. That's just my take on on, on the whole Malika thing. Uh, Nick, you got any thoughts? Um, hmm. only thought I have is that Joe Missoula looks like he did it, so that's the only thought I. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Missoula looked like a, a black version of Eric Spostra. They both got those eyes. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shout out to Atheon Crockett. I don't see. I don't know if y'all saw oh, him uh, impersonating. <laughs> that was so funny, that was man. Hilarious. That was hilarious. <laughs> he had the he had the Spolster wig on. <laughs> oh man! 
But anyway, uh, up next, Damian Lillard, man. Damian Lillard's been making headlines, y'all. Uh, I, I feel like, and, and y'all might disagree me, with me on this, but I'm, I'm starting to feel Aaron Rodgers vibes with Dan, Damian Lillard. And it's not because, not in a Aaron Rodgers way as far as his beliefs and all that other stuff, just as far as what he wants to do with the organization as a player moving on. Uh, you got one side where he's saying, oh, you know, well, well, you know, I'm going to ride it out with my franchise. Then he has the the exit meeting. He has the exit interview where he says, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, you know, I, I want to win. You know, at the end of the day, I want to win. It's about winning. And if this team is not competitive, I don't know if I could stick around. And then now it sounds like he's still on the fence. Do y'all think that my question to you guys is, do you think that Damian Lillard is holding the Trailblazers hostage? I'll let you take this, Nick, first. Um, I kind of feel like he is. I feel like he's, um, <laughs> I feel like it's like straight battered wife syndrome with him. Like he keeps returning to something that he thinks is going to work out. But the team has pretty much shown that they're not going to really give him anything to really help him out. So it's like, but I also feel like, <laughs> I also feel like sometimes players stay with the teams that drafted them because they're scared of what may happen. Like it's the, it's the evil, you know, like, you know, how things are going to go here but you don't know how much worse it could get if you go elsewhere. Like, what if he goes to a contender and they don't win and now he's stuck over there and he, you know, that, that's what it kind of feels like. Either way, it it, it, it it don't seem like it's gonna work out for either one of them. Like, for either the team nor him. Yeah. What about you, Ian? So I believe this is a case where neither party, neither Dame Lillard nor the Blazers wants to look like the bad guy. Um, I agree with that. The the Blazers don't want to, they know Dame is a fan favorite. He's been their guy for ages. You know Dame Lillard is the longest tenured player with one team in the NBA right now? Wow. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's news to me. You know who the the second is? Hmm. Steph Curry and Marcus Smart. Oh, wow. Not Marcus Smart now. <laughs> right. And that wasn't his choice. So he's he's been loyal. They know he's been loyal. They don't want to, they don't want to, they want to do him a solid on the way out the door, but they don't want to look like the team that gave up the fan favorite. Now, you draft Scoot Henderson, who is, to my knowledge, a point guard, right? Yeah. So you can't straddle two eras. You can't be like, oh, we want to win now, but we also want to build for the future. That's that's Damian. Yeah, the Warriors proved that that don't work. Exactly. Exactly. We saw what happened when the Warriors tried that. So they have to do something. Now, I do think that Dame Lillard is worthy of going. Is he he he's he's got enough equity and he's he's paid enough dues where he could go to the Blazers and be like, look, we got to have a conversation about what works best for both of us like this is not a trade request but this is a conversation like what can y'all get for me that helps y'all out that helps me out yada yada 
I do think Blazers are stalling. One, because they don't want to look like the bad guy, and two, they're waiting on a good offer. Right. I think in a weird way, they do kind of want to move on into the next iteration of whatever their team is going to look like with Scoot Henderson and and, and just move forward. <clears throat> but they got to get something for Dane. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and they got to... there ain't a whole lot out there right now. There, I don't know. It's it's a couple of teams out there that had assets that can make a trade like that make sense. What um, would you do? What would you do, Ian, if you was the GM in this situation? Man, bro, I'm looking at the Heat. I'm looking at um, I'm looking at the Bucks. Shoot, I'm even looking at the Magic a little bit. Magic. Okay. Why the Magic? The dude, the magic got some pieces, bro. The magic people kind of sleep on the magic. Well, you know they're the G, they're the G League training camp. They are, <laughs> but they got they do. Uh, uh, Wagner is pretty cold. Bancaro is cold. Markel Fultz has developed into a halfway decent player. Like they just need a leader. Well, oh. hmm. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Markel Fultz could be a good six man behind the thing. But, you know, they're not one of the teams that ESPN talks about regularly. So, you know, not a lot of people got their eyes on them. Um, Shoot, I would love for the Bulls to get them. Man. Me too. Me too. Who would you you give up? Or Damian Lillard. There's, there's plenty of people on the polls right now. I, I would give up. <laughs> <laughs> if you do a straight, a straight, um, a straight Zach Levine trade. Yeah, but Zach Levine is a is a flight risk anyway. Like we already know this. So yeah. put him with the Blazers. He got somebody to run run the uh, offense with him with with Stuart Henderson. Um, I, I feel like there's another team out there. Shoot, man. Ah, nah. I was gonna say the Clippers, but nah. I just, yeah. I just don't want to see him go to LA. I just don't want to see him go to the Lakers. Yeah, I don't want nobody to go to the Lakers. Yeah, nobody, nobody. Run it back, Lakers. If y'all almost made it to the conference finals, I mean, y'all made it to the conference finals. Y'all got swept. Just add a couple of role players and and run it back. Y'all don't need another all star. On y'all team. Oh, and I'm looking at Brooklyn. That's the team I forgot about. They got pieces too. You know what? I like Brooklyn. Ah, man. Now that could be a, yeah. I don't know if Dane will want to go there. I don't know if Dane will want to go there. He said he wants to go. He's open to going there because he's friends with Mikael Bridges. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Is Dane yeah. Lillard well, hey, the best trailblazer of all time? Yes. Yeah, I would say so. Yes. And I don't care if he didn't win a championship. He's better than Bill Walton. He's better than Clyde Drexler. And I'm a huge Clyde Drexler fan. Better than Clyde Drexler. Better than Bill Walton. Who else was a great... Uh, well, Brandon Roy, unfortunately, his career kind of ended. Yeah, better, than La- <laughs> better than LaMarcus Aldridge. Like she, oh one she, Scotty Pippen. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dame, Dame is definitely the, the greatest blazer of all time. <laughs> definitely. Like, I, I without even until, flinching. Until they win a championship with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, Bill Wall won a championship, but he was a, a one-hit wonder. There's something to be said about about sticking it out with one team, even if you don't win a championship. It's like, like Reggie Miller will always belong to the Pacers, man. Yeah. Larry Bird will always yeah. belong to the Celtics. Um, Kobe always to the Lakers. Duncan will always belong to the Spurs. It's like, yeah. yeah. Will Bradley Beal be the greatest wizard of all time? <laughs> yeah, from his disappearing act. Yeah. Uh, the greatest wizard in the world. <laughs> That's a bar right there, man. <laughs> what can I say? Uh, it comes back on occasion. You know what I'm saying? Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. We did. We 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 activated something. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, let's keep it moving, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm see these next two topics. I don't think it's worth it. Uh, you know, we are. I, I'm, I got some awards for those. Um, I'm gonna just install those for awards. Let's talk about this free agency, man. Uh, so far, so far, I just want to get y'all thoughts on these these uh, signings. So far, we got. Chris Paul to Golden State. I'm going to leave this one to you, uh, Nick. What's your thoughts on that, man? Put so, it on wax. So when it happened, I, like, laughed a lot. And I <laughs> thought, like, man, I, 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 guess I'm, I guess I'm just going to be an NBA fan this year, huh? Like, <laughs> I'm not going to have a team. I'm just going to like games. <laughs> but the more I think about it, Unless the rumors I've been hearing are true, I think it'll work out. But if the rumors I'm hearing are true, then yeah, this this may not work out. Because <laughs> someone, someone of his caliber being the bench general, I think it'll definitely work because the Warriors haven't had that. Like, I, what I was hoping for was that Clay would finally come to his senses and realize that, hey, I may not be that player that I used to be, but I can find other other avenues to make it work. And maybe he could have came off the bench and helped lead those younger dudes, but that never happened. They kept him, you know, they kept him in the starting lineup kept missing threes and we just got more and more disappointed but in in this situation I feel like they got somebody who you know he 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 arguably wasn't the top guy on his team when he left because they had Durant so he arguably wasn't the top dude there he was one of them but so maybe they can get him to accept this, you know, different type of situation where now he's leading the bench. But now you got these young dudes who can definitely benefit from this older dude's talent and, you know, the places he's gone to. 
and you know he's running the bench so now he can be that dude but the rumor i'm hearing now is that he's going to be in the starting lineup and they're going to bench looney so now it's like okay so now you're going smaller so the issue that was prevalent is now even bigger so hopefully that's not the case hopefully that stuff is just rumor and he comes off the bench and he helps lead this bench squad and they get like another big or something but that's the only way i see it working if they put him on the starting lineup then they're gonna get dunked on all year <laughs> you get you hit us with some breaking news on that man yeah that, that's what i've been hearing like as of recently there have been like rumors that he's going to be starting and Looney's going to get benched. And I'm like, oh, so you just don't want no tall people out there. Like, <laughs> like you just want all steals, no blocks. Like, like what are y'all doing? <laughs> but at the same time, that's rumor. You can't always trust rumor because like there was, you know, only thing I know is that I'm glad that they're going to have a, a backup point guard who isn't going to be Luis Mendoza from the Mighty Ducks 2 when he gets out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's my feeling. I, I've, I've come around to it, but if these rumors are true, then I'm going to just go back to laughing. <laughs> <laughs> what, was, what was your thoughts, uh, Ian? My thoughts was that it could either go really, really great or really, really wrong. Like, and when I when I say really wrong, I'm talking about like personality um, fit. You know, is is Chris Paul gonna come in there and try to make the team his and be like, everybody listen to me? It's like, oh, whoa, hold up, this is Steph's team, bro. Um, right. Now, the Warriors have in the years past, the Warriors have proved a lot of doubters wrong. Oh, you can't you can't win a championship being be, a, a jump shooting team. Uh, you can't you can't be a, win a championship with, with with small guys, all you know, all undersized guys all on the court. But this is a this is also an older Warriors team too. So I think it can, you know at, at best they'll be a really savvy, really dope playmaking team. But at worst, like like Nick said, it's like you ain't really gonna be able to guard anybody. Because, dude, I do not think Draymond Green is coming back next year. No, he's going to the Lakers. <laughs> he going somewhere. He ain't going. He ain't, no, he ain't going no somewhere. He going to the Lakers. Y'all heard he, it here first. He he going he going somewhere because, dude, whoever leaked he was that practicing before, uh, him, uh, Florin Jordan Poole, like, dude, they wanted that to get out. You you ain't ain't no that, way. That was a uh, clutch sports. <laughs> yeah. Got their hands everywhere. Look like, no I'm further. Like, look no further. <laughs> telling me, you telling me y'all couldn't narrow down who released that video? These these practices are closed, man. Like like, and it, oh well, we gonna conduct an investigation, and we ain't heard nothing about that investigation, have you? Nope. <laughs> not wanted, a they, not they a near another. They wanted that video to leak because I think they were even getting tired of Draymond Green. He had his podcast. He was always talking mess on that. And I think they just had enough of the do. And I think he resents the team a little bit. Yeah. So I don't think they'll be able to guard anybody next year. And um, it's just it's gonna be weird seeing Chris Paul in a Warriors uniform. <laughs> 
Yeah. It, it, it is. It, it very much is. I've spent the better part of a decade hating Chris Paul, like, vehemently. So, like, <laughs> that's part of the reason why I, like, laughed when I saw that. Like, my first thought was, what? Like, if... If you saw if you saw my Instagram post, the first thing I said was, "Bro, what?" Like, <laughs> yeah. and I'm just like, I don't really know how to feel about this right now. Like, it, on one hand, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this dude, like, I've I've hated this dude for a very long time now, and now he's suddenly on the team. Like, like. This is close to the equivalency of like if LeBron suddenly ended up on the Warriors. Like, <laughs> I've always said like when they started joking about on the Bulls, when they started when they started joking about that, I was like, if that happens, I'm gonna stop watching this team. <laughs> so you know, Chris Paul was like probably the number two of that, and so now I'm just kind of like. I'm coming around to it, but I'm also like, you know, if you don't get any big man, and if Draymond does end up going somewhere else, um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, man. It, it, hey, dynasties end, and I've, I've come very, very. You come I've to accept to the it. point where, yeah, I've come to accept it. Dynasties end; they don't last forever. Like all, all I can say is, hey, we won, <laughs> we won four championships when supposedly the goat was playing <laughs> in basketball. <laughs> so supposedly the king of all this, and we won four championships during his reign. I can't hate on, it. you know, like right. I, I can't hate on that. We came close to three peating. They came close to. To beating the 72 and 10 Bulls record if if Draymond didn't, you know, start his double agency with that series. Um, hey, dynasty's end. It, it is what it is. Like, at some point, Steph is going to get too old and he's going to retire. And then you're going to be back to square one. Even if they still had Jordan Poole, would he have really mattered? Like, you know, we only... Four years, close to four years of Jordan Poole, and we only got one really good year out of him. And once they started targeting him, he fell apart. Like, like, yeah, he, yeah, he got punched, but so did a lot of other people. Steve Kerr also got punched by Jordan and still hit like game winners in the playoffs. So, you yeah, know. back back then he wasn't spending five hundred k on Lil Kim. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That could do the munch. So, so yeah, it, it I, I, I may on the move. I may on the move. I, I don't. I don't see how this improves the Warriors. I don't see how. I don't know. I, I don't. <laughs> I, I just, it just came out of nowhere, dude. It came out of left field. All all the talk was Miami Heat, the Clippers, Miami Heat, the Clippers, the Lakers sprinkled in every, and then all of a sudden he's with the Warriors. You like what? Like. That was my reaction. Like, wait a minute. How did the Warriors sneak in on the conversation? Yeah. <laughs> you think they're going to move Steph to the two? I mean, Steph has gotten better defensively, but I don't I don't know if I agree with this move. Like, I don't agree with him and Steph being in the backcourt. Like, yeah, I don't either. I think they're just going to get in each other's way. 
don't know. know. I, I, I see. I, I see a, a a scenario where they're gonna like spank teams like the Rockets and the Pistons, but <laughs> when, Den- when Denver comes to town, I don't know. I don't know how y'all gonna make this work. No, is it is it now the time to beat Denver? They're the champions. Why are we still beating building teams to beat LeBron or beat KD? Like Denver. They have, last time I checked, they had a pretty good squad. So, and they're the defending champions. Shouldn't it be about beating the defending champions the next year instead of still trying to formulate more super teams? It should be. Well, you, they have a new GM, so there's that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Speaking of super teams, Bradley Bill to the Suns. What was y'all thoughts on that? Uh I'll let you take that one first, Nick. Uh, Nick must have stepped out of the back door. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Work calls over. Yeah, I was just gonna say with Bradley, I, I don't, I don't see how this makes them noticeably better. They're very top-heavy team, and they still got to fill out the rest of their roster. And it's like this has new owner written all over it, bro. He made a splash with the KD trade. Now he trying to make another splash with the Bill trade. And like, I just don't see how this makes them all that much better. Like, are they are they built to beat Denver? That like you said, Rod, like that's the team you should be built to try to beat. They they have a they they coming in, they, they got a high, have they hired a new coach yet? Uh who's a new coach? Who's a new coach? They did hire a new coach. Let me look it up. But go ahead. Yeah, so you're working with a new coach and like and, and, and oh, this, uh, Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel. That's right. That's right. Who's a defensively minded coach? So, do you right. have defensively minded personnel? No. Eh. And the most <laughs> defensively minded one is probably Booker. Right. But if this does not work, there's nothing else they can do because you have no more picks. Yeah. <laughs> they have no more picks. They don't have a bench. Like, what, what? I don't know what they doing, man. They need to pick up Will Barton. <laughs> <laughs> for real. I'm surprised for he wasn't. I, I'm surprised Will wasn't a part of that trade. <laughs> that if 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 I'm the Suns, like, come on, give us give us Barton, throw him in, and give us another three and D guy, and and we got our uh Bradley, we got Bradley Bill, and we good. Let's let's run this let's run this thing back. But I just I don't believe in the Suns. I think they fugazi. Yeah. Uh, and they're not even a team that we fell in love with two years ago. You know, with, with, no. with uh, Monty Williams putting his arm around Chris Paul for the walk off when they got into the finals. It's like I remember that moment. I was like, you know what? I, I like these guys. But it's like they're not even the same team anymore. Yeah, it, it, it went straight to the dumpster after that. Yeah, Aiden that don't like nobody on the team. Yeah, old old face Aiden. Oh, <laughs> old, <laughs> old head Aiden. <laughs> the one person who could simultaneously be 23 and 48 at the same time. Old face Aiden. What y'all think of the John Collins trade? I got an award. They finally for that. did it. <laughs> they finally did it. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Well, well, we'll wait for the awards for that, that one. <laughs> they finally did it. <laughs> exactly, man. After what, five years? They were trying to trade yeah. him since they drafted him. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my yeah. goals for the offseason. Uh, remember I said Yeah, that? it was. Yeah. yeah. I think we lost you, Ian. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, now we can hear you. Okay. Yeah, now we can. I think we still, we still lost you again, Ian. No, no, I wasn't even saying that. <laughs> oh, you weren't saying that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we raw and uncut here, y'all. Uh, yeah, John Collins, man. Yeah, man, they wanted to Yeah, come on now. Uh, Przingis to the Celtics, man. Tingus, for Marcus Tingus. Smart. Uh, I ain't feeling this move at all for the Celtics. I wasn't feeling that move at all either, man. Like... You give up Marcus Smart, a guy that's been Brogdon. faithful to you, yeah. and Brogdon. It's, notor- it's notoriously what the Celtics do ever since they gave up IT after he played when his sister died. Like it's notorious. Uh, you a cold piece, Boston. <laughs> it's notorious. I mean, I remember, no. I, re- I remember like people were like. With the with the Chris Paul trade, they're like, how come the Warriors couldn't get Porzingis with that? And I'm like, yeah, they could have, but they already got one rapist on the team. They don't need another one. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> they don't, man. I'm tired of this stuff, man. We need to get rid of him, too. <laughs> I mean, per- dude, what has Porzingis done since he left the Knicks? Yeah, the Celtics needed heart. They needed heart. And, like, you traded that away with, with, with Marcus Smart. Porzingis ain't got no heart, man. Yeah, Por- Porzingis was a dude. trading for Pat Beverly or something like that. <laughs> hey, that would have even been better. Por- Porzingis is a dude that I thought would have been out of the league by now. Yeah. Like, he, 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 hey, Rodney, what team did Porzingis play for uh, last year? Uh, wasn't he with the Wizards? He was with the Wizards, right? And where and, yeah. and, 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 and where did the where did the Wizards rank in the Eastern seedings? <laughs> they they didn't make the play in, I know that. So you want this guy, why? <laughs> Y'all I get was, it. Yeah. I get oh it. I get it. Boston is the ancestral land of the white basketball player, but like bro, like I don't know, man. I don't know. That's one of them Aryan trades. I I just didn't get I don't get it so you mean to tell me that whole series against the Heat as a general manager you was thinking man dude we struggling with the Heat in this series man we need Przingis for this series (laughs) I think Przingis will answer all our problems that no one ever not even on 2K (laughs) (laughs) Like this is this is like what when what 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 next? Sean Bradley gonna come out of retirement and play for the Celtics? Like what? <laughs> Ray for the Fritz? Like what do y'all want? <laughs> come on, Celtics! Oh my God, dude! Talk about taking ten steps backwards, dude. Mm-hmm. Listening to that Paul Abdul too hard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm gonna real I'm quick before. We... 
That's what I'm here for. We, <laughs> hey, we appreciate that. We appreciate that. Real quick before we go into our commercial break, I'm just gonna rip off some names. Y'all, y'all predict who y'all think they gonna end up with. This is free agency. Uh James Harden, where y'all think he's gonna end up at? Houston. Houston? What about you, Nick? I kind of think he's going to be stuck on the Sixers, but I don't know. Houston's a good good choice, but I think he's going to be stuck in Philly. Okay. He's going to be stuck. Okay. All right. Uh, I got to – I'm about to – I don't know. Nah, nah, nah. I think think he'll go to Houston. Draymond Green, I already said where he's going. We already talked on that. Fred Van Vliet. That's an interesting uh, free agent. Where do y'all think he's going to end up at? Orlando. Orlando? He could use him. That would be a good move for him, actually. I feel like LeBron don't have enough help yet, so probably there. (laughs) (sighs) You got to pay him the veteran minimum, though. Yeah, because they can't pay him. Fred, Fred trying to get paid. I don't think I don't think the Lakers got enough money to get him and unless they, they trade. Austin, they got to pay Austin Reeves. Right, right. Now, if they don't pay Austin Reeves, then you might the Lakers might have something. But eh. uh, Dylan Brooks, where y'all think he'll end up? Ooh, that's a good one. Guangdong. I say that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I think he's going to end up with either Milwaukee or Boston. Okay. Hmm. I, I was. I'm. I'm going. I'm going Miami. I think Pat Pat Riley got a thing for those those rejects. <laughs> it's possible. That'd be that'd be an intriguing pickup. Uh, uh, Jeremy Grant. Ooh. Man, honestly, that sounds like a Bulls move. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had their eye on him like a couple of years ago, so I wouldn't be surprised if he with the Bulls. They gonna give him the vet maximum? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they Portland already paid them. Uh, is, I don't know. I think Jeremy would want to go somewhere where he can win right away, though, because he's been around for a minute. So, no, he's one of those plug and play type of dudes, man. Uh, Here's an intriguing uh, prospect, Dallas. Hmm. Dallas gave up so Dallas ruined their team last year, man. Dallas ruined their team last year. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, because they're gonna lose what's his name, uh, Christian Wood. So I think he's an upgrade over Christian Wood. Better defender can do the yeah. same things Christian Woods can do. Uh, Brooke Lopez. Um, I think he resigns with the Bucks. I think so too. I would, I would love if he went to the Warriors, but that ain't happening. Ain't got no money. That's who they should have got. He yeah. would have been a great piece for the Warriors. He would have been a great pickup. Great pickup. But nope, no. He, 
he took he did an interview with Malika Andrews uh, I think a couple of days ago and he said he wants to play for Seattle <laughs> I heard about that yeah. <laughs> hey bring the, bring the Supersonics back NBA please I'm surprised please. they haven't man I'm really surprised they haven't because there have been a lot there's been so much rumbling about it for years now like I'm really surprised they haven't yeah, bring the Sonics back, man. Bring the Sonics back. Last but not least, I got uh, Max Struess. Where y'all think he'll end up? Max Struess. Oh, Mr. Invisible. I've, I've heard... Plays, to be quite honest. He's a, he's a scoring guard. He played two or the three, but mainly the two. The war, the I like him better at the two. See, that's the type of player. That, that's the type of player that the Mavericks need to, to need to get and, and to build depth. Right. Um. Yeah, I think Struess would fit well with the Mavericks. I think he would fit well with them. I think he would fit well with Brooklyn. Yeah, um, yeah, he'd be an excellent addition to them. I think he Warriors. would fit well with the Clippers. Warriors, yeah. Uh, Clippers, yep. Yeah. I mean. He gives you shooting. He gives you a little bit of defense, you know. Yeah, and, and uh, I think he just got cold feet in the finals. But other than that, he he played well all season long. So Dante is also becoming a free agent too. Who is Who? Dante Divincenzo? Oh, that's right. Dante Divincenzo is a free agent. Hey, ain't nobody coming to see him. <laughs> and on that note, we're gonna go to commercial break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah we need a we need to, we need an Italian restaurant as the commercial break. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's let's do it. All right, we back. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, All right, man. MVP train of thought, man. Yeah, you said you got something spicy for us, man. What you got? All right, I got, uh, I got two, two questions. Is it two questions? Yeah, two questions. Well, two, two and a half. <laughs> As you know, we're in convention season. Um, I've dubbed this year's convention the blackest convention ever. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 after that convention, I don't, don't want to have to see or have anything to do anything black for at least a week. But um, <laughs> would you ever, would you ever wish to direct a JW convention drama film? And if so, how would you direct it? Would I, would I direct a convention, a whole entire program? No, not the program, just the, just the drama, just the video drama film. Oh, oh man, I, I'll let you go oh, first, Nick. It's simple story. Story of the Gintron, man. <laughs> <laughs> the rise and fall of the Gintron. The rise and fall and, and reemergence. <laughs> Shoot, no. why not? Hey Nick, <laughs> hey Nick, what Bible account would you connect it with though? Because you still got to connect it with a Bible oh, account. Oh yeah. Hmm. Um, hmm. wait, wait, was this year's connect? I don't think this year's was connected with a Bible account, was it? Was it? 
No spoilers, guys. No spoilers. But I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, because mine, mine isn't until the, the end of next month. <laughs> yeah, the modern one. The modern one. No, I don't think it was. I don't remember it being. But yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it don't have to be connected to a shoot. I would connect some it to of the idea but. of I connected to the idea of refinement. Like, you know, you go through something, <laughs> you are knocked down, but you refine yourself to get back up. That's 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 how I would plot it. <laughs> now, now me, I fantasized about directing a JW film. Our our films are perfectly fine with getting their point across i just sometimes I, when i'm sitting there i'm going i wish this dialogue was a little bit more realistic <laughs> 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 i wish the characters had a little bit more flavor and hey, they're they're getting there they're getting there <laughs> yeah they're getting there they, they've come a long way they've definitely come a long way like i would direct the modern day dramas like a spike lee film like <laughs> that ian ray joint Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I would do it instead of like that, like, you know, Christian piano music playing in the background. I would have like a jazz score about Terrence Blanchard playing in the background. <laughs> I would utilize yeah. that, that floating crane shot when somebody would be having a crisis of conscience. I would, I would like, I would like really jazz it up. I would do like a, I would, I would love to do like a film about a young elder who like, who, who, who gets on the body and then he finds out like, the elder he looks up to the most is like crooked. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? You, you know what you can add on to that? Yeah, you know boy. what you add? <laughs> you know what you could? You don't even know that the elder is the bad guy to like two thirds through the film. Like, oh wait, like <laughs> he, he's a bad guy. <laughs> so, so he's the one hustling on the corner. <laughs> he like wait, wait, wait. So we just gonna private reprove her? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she didn't do that bad. Yeah, yeah. This is probably, oh, okay. You, you know she slept with like three dudes, right? Yeah, yeah. Ian, Ian, gonna have it end with the entire body getting deleted, except for the nine crooked. <laughs> <laughs> and now he, now he's the Kobe. <laughs> you gonna see it? Hey, you gonna see a video of Ian? You go see a, a, a video of Ian in the center of the camera. You know how Spike Lee did the center of the camera where Ian's right. just like oh, moving. Yeah, yeah. And then just have different elders saying all types of stuff. <laughs> I would make the dialogue spicier. I would give them the green light to say again, as long as they're people of color. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the cricket elder, he he be he be trying to call him out on something. He be like, please, what you gonna do? Leave. <laughs> <laughs> y'all will be elders and ASL by the time I'm done with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I would uh, love to, I would love to do like modern day dramas. I would love to do period pieces. I would love to set like a modern day drama and like like late 80s or early 90s Chicago. You know what I'm saying? When gangbanging was like really, really bad. And like have like a brother, a young MS, you know what I'm saying? Who's getting pulled in different directions, make it out the hood. You know what I'm saying? A la, he that, got gang, or boys in the hood. That or would be, 
that would be a dope story and you can also put put it in LA during the time of uh, the Rodney King thing. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. That'd be hard. That'd be real hard. That would. That would. Yeah. You know, yeah. just really, really spice it up. Like tell our stories, you know what I mean? Or, you know, um, yeah, I, I would really spice it up. I would really spice it up, especially some of that dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> you know how it goes. You know how, how like everybody, everybody's a model Christian for the most part in these dramas. Like, there ain't no Brother Sanderses, there ain't no Sister Williamses. And I would, I would definitely. <laughs> Oh man, I would love to bring back LaWanda Page to play Sister Williams. Like <laughs> Ian, Ian said, he's gonna direct this uh, in the paradise. Mike, <laughs> <laughs> I miss Mike. Alfred Alfred Woodard is somebody's mom. Tupac would be a villain, of course. He he beat a brother trying to get the young MS to join the gang. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Dwayne Martin to play the, the the brother, of course. Because Dwayne Martin looks like a Jehovah's Witness. I would, I would really, yeah, I would really love to do that, man. Like Southside Chicago, I would do. I, I wouldn't pull no punches. I would show the brother getting jumped. You know what I'm saying? I would show the brother getting tempted with immorality, like. You know what I'm saying? Holding down drugs for people, like, you know, and then decide not to. That, that happened you know, to me. First time, you know, the first time you said that, I thought you were tripping, right? You know what? You're right. I'm not repenting. <laughs> and, then, and then he goes over brothers. Then he, and then brother Sanders hit him with that that story. You know, he had that 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 one on one moment with brother Sanders scene. You know, <laughs> right. I know. Yeah, you know, you, you, you know, I used to do what you used to do. What you, what you trying to do? Let me let me show you some pictures. Come in, come in, all the way here. That's when Games we get the flashback. <laughs> the obvious chasing him in the only place he can hide is from the Sanders garage. That's, hey, that's a Lincoln Town car, brother Sanders. You used to drive one of those? Oh, yeah, brother. Let me just show you this picture real quick. <laughs> oh, man. I would also, I would also, I would love to direct, like, the, um, you know how we do the, um, the sample conversation videos? <laughs> oh, I love those. I would love. I would. I would remake. I've, I've always wanted to remix one of those with the with the silhouettes. Like now, those are fine. Those are sufficient. I'm not complaining. But I would love to see one more tailored toward our culture. Like, <laughs> like, what do you do when you run across a Hebrew, black Hebrew Israelite uh, in the park, <laughs> screaming at everybody, <laughs> <laughs> screaming in the park at everybody. <laughs> Like, do you engage with him or do you keep it <laughs> right? Oh man, I remember when I was—I hey. remember the first time I, I visited Bethel with my mom, and um, after the tour, we walked around Times Square, and I seen like a group of those cats, and they were like going off on people, and I guess they said something to a um, a white dude that had like a black girlfriend or something. 
and that dude straight knocked one of them out. <laughs> wow. He knocked one of them out. His boys couldn't do nothing. And then when the cops came, they went after the Hebrew Israelites. <laughs> wow. Didn't even go after the white dude. I was like, man, I'm like, don't pay to talk mess to everybody. I learned that that night. <laughs> yeah, they're just provocateurs, man. It's like they got nothing of substance, you know? It's just. Yeah. You know, we just out here. And then they dress, and then they dress like uh, Melly Mel and stuff. That they need to get the message like Melly Mel. <laughs> yeah, but I, I would, I would love to redirect those those sample presentations. You know, and and throw in some 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 responses that that we get. You know what I mean? Because not not everybody is as agreeable as as the, the householders in the in the presentations. Man, you get you get thrown some curveballs. It's like, yeah. what do you do when it when a chick comes through the door naked? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. What do, what do you do when somebody accepts all your magazines but then asks you what's your opinion on the LGBT community? Like, <laughs> right. I've had yeah. I've had that happen, <laughs> and then they turned around and gave everything back. Just because I answered their question. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> and then they turned it to a do not call. Not too long after that, I'm like, hey, it's not it's not my fault that you're. It's not my fault that you asked a question and I answered it based on the Bible. I told you I was going to do that. <laughs> and, and, and and you know what? Make the cart work realistic, man. Like like you do like a, 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 a experience. You know what I'm saying? Of somebody doing the carts and everything. And then somebody's like blasting Roddy Rich or something in the background or whatever. <laughs> nah, nah, son, I ain't covering no car witness, sir. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just thinking a realistic, you know, because, because I be at the cars, man, and some people be, you know, man, one time, man, I, I remember I was at the cars downtown, man. Hey, whoever, whoever was behind me in the car was bumping some real hip hop, man. And yo, I, I was like, Danita was like, calm down. I'm like, hey, man, like. I'm gonna, nod, I'm gonna nod my head. I'm sorry. I, I, so what they see me? If somebody bumping, if if, if somebody bumping thirty six chambers while I'm at the car, so I'm, I'm nodding my head. I'm sorry, dude. I've I've recited lyrics before, like when somebody be out in their front yard cleaning their car and they bumping Outkast or Ghostface Killer, and yeah, I've I've yeah, done that. I'm, I'm, I've recited. I'm reciting. Yeah. Hey, if, if you if you let Ian direct it, the the, the villainous elder is also going to be uh, Metro brother. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be all, that's gonna be the only thing he doing. <laughs> How come this brother ain't never out, man? Hey, hey, hey! With you know, like Tyler Perry, do do uh, dark skin brothers. <laughs> Oh, you're right. I'm not repenting. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah. man. I would, I would love to do that. Just like you know, um, you know, I mean, some of it would have Bible parallels. Some of them wouldn't. Some of them would just be situations that we know happen. You know, um, on the regular. <clears throat> you know, just, just, just emphasizing endurance, emphasizing, um, you know. Uh, 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 um, a modesty and and yeah. you know stuff like that because it'd, it'd be cool to see something like that that's tailored to you know people of color 
because like you know the a lot of times like there are things that we got to deal with that maybe people of other races don't you know yeah it, it, it yeah. don't it don't even have to be like a don't even have to be like a focus thing like a oh look at how hard they have it like no it's just more like here's an understanding of the stuff we got to deal with in this system because this system will attack people any kind of way it can yeah a different but way this is yeah but this is how it attacks these brothers this is how it attacks these friends like you know oh y'all don't like vote y'all don't yeah. vote you know our ancestors fought and died for this this right and y'all not y'all not voting you know, yeah. even on the basketball court, I mean, y'all don't want to give nothing away, but we had an, uh, uh, a video presentation in this year's convention that took place on a basketball court. Oh, and it's just like, man, I would have knocked that dude out so quick. I can't wait. I hate Hey, hey, dude, Nick. That's that's how it would have ended realistically. Like it would, and it would have been a different conversation with their brother. (laughs) Hey, Nick. Hey, Nick. As soon as you see it, you gonna explode laughing just after hearing what Ian just said. (laughs) Just after hearing what Ian just said, man. Oh man, I can't wait. Can't wait. I can't yeah. wait, man. I, hey, it, hey. It, I, it's not it's something if, I never thought about. Though so, that's a good uh, train if, of thought. It's magnificent it, it, vibes that, that we have that <laughs> are just are just different. And I'm sure Latino friends experience the same. Um, I'm sure Asian friends experience the same. So it would it would it would be it would cool to be see that on film, you know, in a in a in a dope manner and in an artsy manner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's a good. That's a that's a good one, man. I I that was, I have that was, that was I never thought one. about that. Yeah, that was a really good one. <laughs> My next question. Hopefully, we got time. We got time. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. um, my next question would be what are, is the what are some of the wildest new world predictions you've heard some of the friends make <laughs> oh. uh-huh. um, that we'll be able to breathe underwater oh wow <laughs> <laughs> I've heard I've heard that <laughs> um I, I, I've never heard I haven't really heard anything to uh too bizarre but I've heard of friends make I've heard of like actually I was just talking to a client a couple of days ago and she was saying his brother was talking about how he's not going to get remarried because when he goes to the new system he's gonna look for no he said if he gets remarried he was like, he, he was discouraging sisters from dating him because he was like, if you marry me and we make it out of the great tribulation and get to the new system, I'm going to leave you and try to find my wife. Wow. <laughs> well, it sounds like he just should not get remarried. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like exactly. <laughs> I mean, shoot, me and my wife had like a, a deep conversation, one anniversary about like what would happen if one of us passed and and yeah it, it was it was deep but I, I distinctly remember thinking to myself like if if I was on the end of that like 
everything was just going to raising our child. Like I would, I would give everything up. I would give DJing up. I would just drop everything and the focus would be raising our child. And I wouldn't even think about another woman. It would just be my daughter and that's it. Yeah, I, I would be similar. I would be similar. Like, you know, I, I really hit the jackpot with my wife, you know, like and we are on the same wavelength with a, with a lot of things. And I just fear I, I won't be able to find that nowhere else. You know, like, yeah. you know, I know this is <laughs> this is going to sound bad, but like you ever see sisters out there that are like perfectly fine sisters, but they're a little too spiritual. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's like they might have goals that aren't your goals, you know, and you know, yeah, it's just the, the the chemistry might not be there. But but going back to the wildest predictions I've heard about the new world, I remember one brother on a platform said that like in the new system we all gonna go back to being naked. <laughs> Uh, is that a prediction or is that what he wants? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like yeah, that sounds like more what he wants. <laughs> and my dad, I remember my dad laughing about it, like, yeah, where you gonna hang your tool belt, brother? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Y'all gonna be building homes uh, butt naked, like? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. You be raising a frame of your house in the new like yeah, look at that. That's wild. Wow. I remember I had a and are and are we gonna be like indestructible because one wrong swing of that hammer and it's over. <laughs> I remember I having a that wasn't even really a debate, but a discussion with my field service group. This was when like COVID first broke, and you know how like in the meetings for service you would just be trying to you'd be talking about random stuff with the, your your group because everybody was on Zoom and we weren't going out, so we would be talking about random stuff. And I remember um, somebody was talking about that how they wanted a pet lion or something, and and. But some, some, something came up about eating meat and I was like, well, we don't we don't really know. Like the scriptures are kind of silent on that. But I was like, I think lions are still going to lion. You know, I think, <laughs> I think that right. Jehovah created them with a with a purpose, clearly to to kill and ingest and, and digest meat. You know, and they're like, well, what about the scripture that says this, this and that? And I'm like, well, that's that's prophetic. And. From my understanding, symbolic about people with beast-like personalities, <clears throat> you know, but the animals will still be the animals as, as Jehovah created them. And once this was like, no, 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 they, they're going to eat eggplants and watermelons, too. And I was like, I don't know about that, you know, <laughs> like even in our heard... <laughs> as of lately, we don't see those depictions like that anymore. I, I don't know if y'all have noticed that, right? <sighs> I, uh, look, 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 look at a look at a illustration illustrating paradise within the past 15 20 years you don't see that you see people the, the focus is more on the human population as opposed to humans and animals yeah right right um and i was and once it was like well he's gonna you know he's gonna gradually change you know uh predatory animals over time like sharks and lions to eat plants 
And I was like, I was like, you know what you just described is evolution, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so he's gonna change him over. I was like, all right, well, yeah, maybe. Then, then you know, evolution is real, you know. So no, 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 that's not what I meant. Say you, you said he would change them. You just over said again. it. You just said it. Ugh. Like we'll be at peace with the animals, but you know, well, animals and animals. I re- I distinctly remember about the whole like eating meat thing. <laughs> I remember a brother saying like, "Yeah, I hope I hope Jehovah makes like a, a plant or something that tastes like fried chicken." <laughs> <laughs> I think that's something big trying is going to develop in the new world. <laughs> hey, I don't know if he's coming. <laughs> I may just have to leave him in this system. <laughs> he's just going to have to be a favorite story. Like. <laughs> oh, man. That's unless funny. He convert, unless he convert and he's just Tron from now on, he may just be a favorite story. <laughs> He says it's trying. <laughs> yeah, I've heard sisters talk about like favorite celebrities who passed away they want to see in a new world, like Paul Walker. Paul Walker? Yeah, remember him? Why do you want to see Paul Walker? Why do you want to see Paul Walker? Because he's a handsome white boy, I guess. I they want to live their life one quarter mile at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, I I don't get it. I don't get that. I don't get that. Well, that's single sisters. I I, I kind of get it. You know what I'm saying? If I was single, I would love to meet Dorothy Dandridge in a new world. Yeah, I remember like one oh, of my yeah. boys. That's a good one. one of my boys back in the day said he was staying single because he's waiting for Aaliyah. I'm like, have a long wait for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and a line. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I haven't heard too many other than the one I heard a couple of days, but I haven't heard too many crazy stories. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> These friends, man, they just overthinking it, man. Like, I'm, I'm I, hey, as long as we could still make some hip hop in a new system, I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, man, that's that. I always think about that too. Like, man, like, can we bring our turntables with us? Like, can we bring our our NPCs? Like, can we, bring, can we bring tribe into the new world, please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you know, I don't, I don't see myself. I don't see myself playing an a, a acoustic guitar in front of a a, a, a fire, oh, no, smiling. That's out. That's out. Smiling and holding hands. No, uh, uh, uh-uh. no, man. We gonna be bobbing our heads. We gonna be, man. I, I wanna, you know. Yeah, where the drums at, man? Where, yeah, hit them drums up. Yeah. Are drums inherently wicked? It's like. <laughs> yeah, dude. Where's the drums at? <laughs> I be playing why do you, that. Why? Huh? Like whenever they do that, they never show any drums, percussion, or anything like that. <laughs> No, it's just a person playing the guitar, a person playing the bongos. Like, okay, that's cool. All I know is that I'm gonna like, <laughs> you're gonna have a scene like this where you see somebody on a harp 
and they're going to be playing this like beautiful heart music and then they pan out to me standing next to them and I'm just going <laughs> to drop the hardest beatbox to them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can somebody study with Kareem Riggin so he can join us in the new system or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can somebody study with Anissa String so I can make her the the the, the, the <laughs> yeah the, yeah let's yeah yeah let's stop there. A certain brother. <laughs> you know, I want to hear David on a harp. Can we bring Madison Callie with us? I'd rather hear her in a, a, a play the harp. Yeah, yeah, I gotta have to. Had my sweat off my forehead on that one. Let's get David on a harp with Jay Villa drums. Now that's that's what I'm talking about. Like like this. Come on, guys. Come on, like like man. Listen, this is not a complaint against original songs for those who are listening to this podcast. But you know what we waiting for? We waiting. (laughs) We waiting for that song, man. Right. We all got. They came huh? close. They came they close came with the cl- R&B record. With, with the wedding song. Clear, yeah, they came close. You know, but eh, I need some. I need a boom bap. I need a boom bap track. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to get uh, No ID or, you know, somebody. Somebody give us something fresh. <laughs> 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 surprise us. Please, surprise us. <laughs> But uh, speaking of music, uh, I just wanted to touch on this topic real quick, man. MVP music table discussion. Since I got two music heads with me, uh, I just wanted to touch on this. Um, and then I, I know I put top five in the agenda, but if it's not five, it's okay. But uh, it was just a thought that, that came across my head and I wanted to talk about it with you guys. But uh, give me a hip hop album that you hated for a long time, but eventually it's as time progressed, you became it became one of your favorite albums. Mm. Oh man, I, I did five. I actually did seven because I, I got I, I got I got five. I got five. Yeah, yeah, said, uh, five. Um, honorable mention to uh, Edom, Beauty and the Beat. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one where I was like, man, I don't know how to take this. Um, <laughs> it, it, it really by the by the third or fourth listen, it really grew on me. Um, and then another honorable mention, Cannibal Ox, the Cold Vein. Wow. Mm, that's a good one. I was like, what is this at first? It's like, I'm, I'm one of those people. It doesn't take me too long to come around on an album. Like, I might hate it for a couple of months or be on the fence about it for a couple of months. But I eventually will come around to it. So actually, I don't know. That was number five. Number four, I got MF Doom, Operation Doomsday. Wow. Oh, I'm surprised that that went in. Yeah, I bought it the year it came out, though. Oh, okay, got you, got you. I was late to the party. I was late to the party on that one, so it's cool. I bought it back when it like it came out like '99 or 2000, and I I gave gave it like a once through. But there was some other stuff I was really messing with at the time, so I kind of put it down and revisit it because it it just sounded so weird and different to me. And then like. My parents did a raid on my room one time, and that was one of the albums that became a casualty. And a few years later, I heard the Victor Vaughn album and was blown away. And then someone told me, like, you know, that's MF Doom. 
And I was like, oh, word, that's mm-hmm. the same guy. Mm-hmm. But then I went back and bought Operation Doomsday again. And then that's when it all clicked for me, you know. And I was I was in a in a better headspace to hear it. <clears throat> Number three, I got um DJ Shadow introducing. No explanation needed there. I, you know what, and, and you had that as your uh, album face off this week, right? Yeah, yeah. Nobody showed up though, so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. I was about that album. I was on page with you, and I didn't like that album upon first listen. But then, as I grew, I, I you know what, I kept hearing about it. Like people, I, I bought it at Doctor Wax. I came home, listened to it. I was like, oh, this is kind of boring. And then I kept hearing how much. all the rave reviews about it and everybody like really standing by this album and i went back and listened to it i was like you know what maybe i wasn't in the right space and i listened to it man and it's still still definitely one of my favorite albums of all time uh like i I just love the production the the attention to detail just it was it was amazing it was an amazing project yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, so I got that at number three. Um, number two, I got LP Fantastic Damage. Um, mm. That was another one. It didn't take long for me to come around on that one. Like the first, the first few listens, I'm like, oh man, this is just kind of like just noise to me. And then like one day, it just like clicked. I think I was mm. on a train or something, and didn't have really nothing else to bump. So I said, let me really get into this album. And it's like the cacophony of sounds was just so it was just so different and it was like you, you could you could pick out these little moments of beauty in the music within all the noise but the noise is supposed to be painting a picture as well just just it's the same as the lyrics are and when you think of it that way then lp's production makes more sense yeah um and then the number one this is gonna be a shocker de la soul stakes is high that went from wow. an album. That went from an album that I was on the fence on for so long to one of my. That's a top ten album for me, a, like favorite album of mine. Mm. That's a good one. That's a good one. I actually just watched. Uh, yeah, somebody said that, that they didn't like that album too. I forgot who it was, but yeah. Oh, that's a good list. That's a good list, man. Um, I do have, like you, I do have a Daylight album on my list, on my top five. I don't have an honorable mention, but um, mine's is Three Feet High and Rising. Um, really? Yeah, I, I just never was a big fan of three. I, I just, I ain't gonna say I hated it, but I don't know. I, I think because I was introduced to Daylight, kind of similar to Tribe Called Quest, where it, where it was kind of like not in order. So I always had to backtrack to their earlier projects. And with Daylight, I had to backtrack to their earlier projects because I started off with um I started off with Stakes is High. You know, and then I went from that to backtrack into Balloon Mind State. Actually, I, I, I skipped Balloon Mind State. I went to Daylight Soul is Dead, love that one. Balloon Mind State, love that. And then when I listened to Three Feet High Rising, I was just like, eh, uh, whatever. <laughs> but then when when the then when the reissue came out, you know, and you know, we started kind of 
back in March and started getting back to dig, taking a deep dive into their collection again. And I, I was I was listening to that album just being pissed at myself. <laughs> yeah, that's a phenomenal like, album. Like Ronnie, what's wrong with you? Like I, I'm sitting there, like man, like what was I thinking? <laughs> this is an amazing album. Like I, I, I was just you know. So I've been pumping of late. Three feet high rising has been in the rotation. So I had to throw that in there. Up next. Yeah, and Ian, me and you've talked about this in the past. You know I've changed my mind on this album, but I remember in the beginning I used to hate this. It's a purple butterfly. Kendrick what? Lamar. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I Yeah, yeah, it's a pimple butterfly. Yeah. Why were people so so you know, opposed to that album. Like, I mean, I'm glad that you eventually came around on it because you, you, you're better than most. But like, a lot of people are very dismissive of that album. And I thought it was his most like artistically daring album. Yeah, it, it was like, okay, so, uh, yeah, I compare it to, I'm, I'm gonna go a little bit deeper as far as music wise. This is kind of out of hip hop, this is more into the electronic genre. But I remember when EMGMT came out with uh, Oracular Spectacular and everybody was loved that album. I loved it and everything. And then they came out with congratulations and people jumped off the bandwagon because they went a different direction with their sound. They didn't go to more uh, direction where it, it kind of tickles the, the pop ears. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's what happened with To Pimple Butterfly. Good Kid, Mad City was just so good and people just stand by it so much that they went into To Pimple Butterfly expecting Good Kid, Mad City, but more, uh, you know, more advanced, you know, since he's, you know, growing as an artist. But he took a totally different route, went more jazzier with it, and it threw a lot of people off, including myself. But as time progressed, it has slowly become not only one of my favorite Kendrick Lamar albums, but probably one of my favorite albums in hip hop history. Like, wow, wow good, good. It deserves it. It deserves it, man. It deserves yeah. it. Like, yeah. Like, like, yeah. From, from the 20 teens decade, I, I would definitely put it up there. It's like, I think it's, it might be the, be the best album of that decade. Um, now you can make, you can make a case for, um, you can make a case for Run the Jewels, two and three. Shoot. And maybe, man, I can't even really think of another one. Right I would now. say, uh, Atrocity Exhibition. I'll throw that in there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but that one even I don't think that one can compare can compete. No, it's it can't good. compete. It can't compete, but I think it's one of the top hip hop albums of that decade. I agree. I agree. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's nowhere near. That project is nowhere near. Uh and they're two different projects. <laughs> they're they're like two totally different projects. Um But yeah, to Pimple Butterfly made my list. The next one, I'm going to hurt some feelings on this one. I already know that, but I got a story behind it. Nas Illmatic. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Nas Illmatic. Oh, and again, 
Yes. And again, the reason why is because I started off with it was risen written. I started off with it was written. Like, like you see the pattern here. 96 is when I really started connecting to hip hop, like getting into my hip hop uh, because I, I, I went to Hirsch. I hung out with a lot of hip hop heads. I was starting to evolve with my music, breaking away from the typical what's played on the radio. Right. So I, I, I went into Nas listening to it was written. Love that album. Right. And then I backtracked to Illmatic and I was bored with it. I, it, it, it was, okay, whose world is this? I, I can, like, I the can world is yours. It. Amazing. Yeah, I, can see that. I can see that. The world is yours. Amazing. Halftime. Amazing. Um, it ain't hard to tell. Amazing. But the rest of the album, I, it didn't really grab me like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then I later can, I can on. See what yeah later on i started to it started to click it started to click and i really i think it came around the 10 year anniversary of the album like in 2004 i i went back revisited it and i was like man i was <laughs> i think i went like two or three straight weeks just bumping illmatic like you know over and over again on, on repeat and i and i was just again like i said mad at myself for hating this album <laughs> and i had a homie oh. Yeah, no, I had a homie in high school that that no one mattered except Nas. He he thought everybody was whack in comparison to Nas. So because of him, I hated Nas. <laughs> oh, he was a super it's funny fan. How that, it's funny how that he works. was a super. Yeah, he was a Nas super fan. Nas could do no wrong in his book. He even liked Nostradamus, and I used to trash him for that. Oh, so I was cool. like nasty Nas to Esco to Escobar now. Oh man, Nostradamus? dude. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. <laughs> you said the whole chorus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, dude. Uh, Nas, back then, Nas did appeal to a certain like fake deep type of nigga. Yeah. Yeah, man. And honestly, I can, I can tell you as time has passed, I think I'm starting to like it was written more than Illmatic. I can see that. I definitely, I definitely, I definitely bump it was written more than Illmatic. Like I got to be in a mood to listen to Illmatic. Yeah, but it it just felt like Nas on it was written. He hit like the he hit the spot when it came down to what he was and what the times were at the time. Right, like, like I, th I think it, it it deserves a lot more respect than it got when it first came out. Yeah, it was darker. He touched on a lot of different topics that were a little bit more dark than in his, you know, in, in Illmatic. But he still, like the concepts more, huh? He started playing with concepts more. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, like Black Girl Lost, I Gave You Power. Mm -hmm. um, even the intro was kind of conceptual. Yeah. Even his videos, his video, you compare his videos to a lot of his singles to Illmatic in the videos. All the videos in Illmatic, you could tell somebody recorded those videos with like a phone or something. <laughs> but then, you know, then you see the, the transition from that 
I, yeah, I just came up off that. I came up off that Nas. I'm sorry, fans. I didn't come up off the 94 Nas. So, whatever. Be mad at me. Kanye West, late registration. Hated that when it first came out. Uh, mainly because I felt like I, don't, I had my thoughts on Kanye. I had unpopular thoughts about Kanye West. I felt like he was a tad bit overrated at the time because I felt like people were just trying to cling going to something because it looked cool. Uh, I'm totally because he's from Chicago because he's from Chicago and he wears the suit jackets and the and the teddy bears and the thing, you know, it's just like everybody overhyped college dropout. And I wasn't a big fan of college dropout. And I don't know. I just I just was you spitting spitting right now at the at the time from the survival scrolls. (laughs) I thought I thought late registration was a sufficient follow up. I did. But the hype it was getting, it, dude, it had been out for a day and people were calling it an instant classic. Yeah, like, man. Yo, yo, pump the brakes. Like, let, let it age a little. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But I, I, over time, I, I came to appreciate late registration. And I, I do think it's um, one of his best projects. And, you know, I, I, I would say out of all of Kanye West projects is one of my favorites. Uh, and again, maybe, I don't know, maybe college dropouts, but again, this is the albums that we kind of turned our, you know, turned around on. So this is one of the albums I turned around on. I never turned around to college dropout. I still feel the same way that I felt when it came out. I felt like it had some great moments, but then it had some dud moments and, you know, I'm gonna stick with it. Last but not least, and you're going to be surprised at this one. Slum Village Trinity. Oh, snap. I can see that. I'm not surprised at all. I'm not surprised. I despised this album when it came out. Despised. (laughs) But I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that it was coming off fantastic. You know what I mean? And Jay Dilla's presence wasn't as dominant on this album. I think he only produced like three songs on the whole album. Uh, So it's like... I was, I felt like El Zai, and I still feel like this. I felt like El Zai carried the album. Uh, I felt like the production wasn't that bad. Like the it was production was. Different. It was definitely a different Slum Village. I I too did not know how to feel about that album when it came out. And to be honest with you, I still don't know how to feel about how I feel about it. Like I feel like it was an okay follow up. For the for the roster change but like i still feel the same way about it that i feel in 2002 like it's got some bangers on there but it's it's it didn't hang together as well as fantastic you know yeah and and again it's not the first album slum village album i'm gonna put on if i want to listen to some slum village but when i listen to it now i don't hate it as much it still got some oh it's got some really bad moments like t3 <laughs> Oh my God, but, but it sounded like they were too excited to do this album without Dilla, almost. It was just like, oh, now we don't have Dilla's like laid back production so that we don't have to be as laid back on this one. So let's just go all out and just, I, I mean, just uh, uh, the bot What's 10 with his screeching and, it, right? huh? That was the one that had Tainted on it, right? Yeah, that's the one that had Tainted. Yeah, and I heard Tainted on the radio, and I'm like, oh, man, this is smooth. Like, 
So Village about to really break out, you know? And then the album yeah. drop. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, we're SVP. <laughs> What is this? I, I I promise you, man. I, I don't know if you know this story, uh, Nick, but when I first bought, I, I famously tell the story all the time. When I first bought Trinity, because I was so excited because it was a new Slum Village project. Mm-hmm. I put the CD in my car. I turned the volume all, all the way up because <laughs> I didn't know what to expect. I'm like, this is about to be up. I, I came in this thing confident. Like this was about to be a banger. Roll all my windows down. Oh no. Soon as it played. Ah, ah, we're SV. I'm like, oh, what the heck is this? Niggas is like, cut that wax stuff off. What are you listening to? I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and, and, and then that first track comes on terrible and then insane kind of picks it up you know it picks up the momentum a little bit then what is this comes on i'm like what is what is this and then you know title. Tain, and, and, yeah and then it comes on and it's like all right yeah and then it just it's just a roller coaster ride man the whole album's a roller coaster ride bro but you know, now when I went backtrack and listened to it again, I'm like, you know, as as time progressed, I still go to a few songs on the album, so I don't hate it as much as I did. It's entertaining, but it's entertaining for a lot of the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, yo, exactly. I'm like that with Bob Ten is rapping in Hebrew, like it's entertaining in that way. <laughs> That was that is so. I got ging guy. I got blue blah. I got ging guy. I'm like, what in the? What is this? The beat on unisex was like banging, but the rapping on it is terrible. <laughs> let's let's was probably like my favorite cut on there. Let's was dope, but it let's is dope because Elzai just took that track over, right. Um, one was dope. I was I was bumping that night. I was bumping one that night. They um called me the fake comment. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man. Yeah, one was dope. Um, soul was dope. But yeah, it just like I said, it was entertaining for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh, it was like 24 tracks. Huh? It was 23 tracks, man. 23 tracks of this. That's forever in a day in today's. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, Nick, what you got? You got any? Um, So I didn't get five, but I got at least four that just popped into my head right now. Um, So the first one I got is souls of mischief no man's land so this was the follow-up to 93 till infinity and if you look this up most souls of mischief fans do not like this album because it it took a completely different route than the original um 
shout out to Dregs One with the History of the Bay podcast. He's been doing this podcast where he interviews a lot of fixtures in the Bay Area in terms of hip-hop, graffiti, and all that. And he recently had a pretty big interview with Souls and Mischief, and they told the story about why that album ended up the way that it did. Um, it basically comes down to... Um, Jive, their record label was turning real pop at that time. It sounded like somebody balling up a styrofoam cup. What's um, I don't know. Is someone type is someone typing? I was typing. I was typing. That'll oh. probably me. My bad. <laughs> oh, good. I'm responding to text messages. My bad. Um, uh, basically, Jive at the time was just turning into like the label that was gonna be like big pop with like Britney Spears and NSYNC, and they wanted Souls of Mischief to to oh. take a more pop route. And they were like, "We're not doing that." So they dropped No Man's Land, which was kind of going that route, but it was still like supposed to be against what the label wanted. But then they turned around and, and, and alienated the fans with that one. Um, so after listening to that pod, I, re- I re-listened to it because Tajay was explicitly like, listen to it like it's an album that came out today, not like it's something that came out back in the 90s. And I did that, and I was like, you know what? This album really ain't that bad. Like, the production that I disliked, like, when I, li- when I listened to it, I decided to listen to it like, like what would Bay Area boom bap sound like? And then it made more sense. And it's like, okay, so I'm listening to it and I'm just like, you know what? This album really ain't that bad. Like I really misjudged this when when I first heard it. And when I first heard it, it wasn't until like the 2000s or so. So um, I still was like, yeah, this, this ain't good. But now I'm like, it, it actually does hold up a lot better than it used to. Um, so that's one of them. Another one is... <laughs> For similar reasons that Rodney had, Tribe Called Quest Low End Theory. And that is mostly because when I first listened um, to Tribe, my first album was Midnight Marauders. And then it was Beats, Rhymes, and Life. And then I went back to Low End Theory. And while I thought it was cool, I was still kind of like, eh, this ain't really Beats, Rhymes, and Life. This ain't, you know. But as time passed, I started being like, okay, this is actually a lot harder than I thought. Like, it's actually a way better album than I thought, and I wish I would have heard it first. Because, <laughs> like, mm. you know, most most tribe heads, like, look down on Beats, Rhymes, and Life. And to me, that's, like, my favorite tribe <laughs> album. Probably. Hey, not us. <laughs> Not us. <laughs> I love these rhymes. Like, that was the first hip hop album I ever bought. Nice. So yeah, a lot. A lot of people feel different, but you know that. Mine's was I, mine's was low theory, but yeah. I, I, come on, man. I bought yeah. I bought it on tape. That's how far I went back with it. <laughs> but um. But yeah. Then then low end theory became like one of my favorite albums. Not too long after that. Um. The next one is and i'm gonna go i'm gonna go underground with the last two um 14 kt the golden hour it was mm. his first out al- it was his first album That's instrumental project 
Now, when this came out, instrumental projects weren't all that mainstream yet. So I remember buying it, I downloaded it, I listened, and I didn't know what to think because I was like, you know, this is a whole, you know, even though he had concepts and things like that, it still was like most of this is instrumental. I don't really know like what to think. So then, <laughs> not too long after that album came out, <laughs> I got sent to the back room for the Big Intron stuff. <laughs> oh wow! Wow. So once my life changed and I started really like you know I kind of for a while I eliminated all like verbal hip-hop from anything I was listening to so I just stuck to the instrumentals and then I went back to the golden hour and listened to it as an instrumental project um, with this newfound like view on on instrumentals and it blew my mind when I listened to it from that angle it was like wow like he really told a full-on story without really saying a word and it was the first time that it really told me that like you can tell a story and it, you don't have to have lyrics you can you know as long as you work real hard to convey your message through these beats like you don't even have to say a word and that is true. That yeah, that coincidentally shifted me over to producing instead of rapping. So that was probably the album that really like shifted things for me. Um, so, and so the last that, one that, that's 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 interesting because like I loved for I loved to go an hour to on first listen. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I I would have too if I wasn't so like entrenched in, <laughs> in, in, in what I was entrenched in. My, my mind just was my mind was just not able to view it the way it should have been viewed. Like, oh, like wow. because because he had some some words on it that weren't raps; they were just words. It was like, well, I can't rap to this, like. <laughs> You know, so once I stopped looking at it that way, once or once I was forced to stop looking at it that way, then all of a sudden it started making sense. That's like, another oh, thing. My, that's another thing. My dramas will feature actual rap music. But go on. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. So that. So the last one I got is um, Buff One. There will be only one. So Buff One is an MC out of the Athletic Mike Lee crew out of Michigan. Um, 14KT is also in Athletic Mike Lee. Um, I remember I bought the album and I was just kind of like, this is cool, but I mean, it's it's all right. It's cool. Um, And then Mayor Hawthorne did a show out in Santa Cruz, which is like 45 minutes away from where I'm at. And on the venue, he had Tina Butterwolf DJing, and he had Buff One and 14KT opening for him. 14KT was the DJ. So I go to see these cats live, and I'm like, all right, I have this album. I haven't really listened to it, but whatever. I'm really going for Mayor Hawthorne. When I tell you that Buff One tore the stage down, and I instantly was like, 
this is the dude whose album I have that I haven't really listened to like that. And I'm like, okay, I got I got to revisit it. I, I got to revisit it. So right after that, I revisited it. And I was like, dude, this is one of the hardest albums that came out that year. <laughs> I'm like, I can't believe I slept on this. Like, this is ridiculously hard. Pause. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, he, and there's no cussing on it. And I'm like, how did I sleep on this? And so that ended up becoming one of my favorite albums after that. Sometimes, you know, you can hear an album and it's dope, but when you see it performed, it's a whole nother level. So like, those are those are my choices for that. I, I was trying to think of a fifth one, but I couldn't think of a fifth one. But those four were like the biggest the biggest ones I could think of. Nice, nice. Man, that's a good list. That's a good list. Oh man, that's this is this was nice. This was nice. So yeah, I appreciate you guys sharing that, man. <laughs> it just shows like the the history with you know that we have with a lot of these albums and and, and you know what uh, th- this conversation helps a lot of people to see that you know don't give up on an album upon first listen. Sometimes yeah. I know we we get caught up in trying to get get the first take on the album or be the first one to say oh this is great oh this is a classic oh this is this is trash but let it let it marinate let it marinate sometimes you might end up not liking it at first i've changed my mind on a lot of albums man but you know it, it all depends what you look for you know you so, should do the re- you should do the reverse next time, Ronnie. Albums we used to mess with hard. Um, hey, Paul, oh, I got I got a I got a million of those. I hey, say no more, Ian. No more, Ian. I'm actually gonna reverse it for the next show. So <laughs> I got a million. So, so get ready. So get ready. Get y'all get y'all albums ready because we're gonna do that on the next episode. Yeah, we got a pack of flats and a B C D. Get your freestyles ready. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Good Kid Man City. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, we will definitely get our I already got some that I got written down. So uh let's get to these awards, man. I, I got a I got a lunch date, man, so I gotta <laughs> get off there. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta do some actual work. But uh Brother Sanders side eye award. Mine's goes to Gia Few. Gia Few. G I A F. Uh, no, no pun intended. F U. That's how you pronounce her name. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, she's an Asian DJ. Asian DJ. I think I don't know. If she. I think she's got a little bit of Colombian or whatever. But a lot of her sets got a lot of like old school. You know, she focuses a lot on old school, uh, like salsa slash. Um, 70s soul music uh you know she she's she's pretty she's pretty dope man check her out hey rodney remember in the early 2000s when every big thought they could salsa dance man dude who you telling bro, <laughs> hey that's the next train bro, of thought man bro, i got a story bro. train of thought next episode bro the bay area is notorious <laughs> for that and it's still notorious for it it's like you never came off of that I still oh, don't nobody know. Nobody ever told y'all I wasn't cool. <laughs> I still don't know how to do it. 
it's cool out here. It's not my it's thing. It's cool if that's your cool culture. It's cool if that's your culture. Yeah. But the cultural appropriation that was happening here in Chicago with that was off the charts. Oh, yeah. that, oh, that sounds. Oh, y'all really have like Hispanics in Chicago? No, that's the thing. Like we 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 connect with Hispanic friends occasionally, but we weren't really intermingling like that. Oh, okay. Then yeah, that's different. <laughs> that's different. Like on the they southeast were intermingling, side, yeah. on the they northwest were intermingling side. And <laughs> you still there, Rod? Okay. Yeah, I'm still here. I'm still here. Okay. <laughs> my my side eye award is going to intellectual media. Uh, intellectual spell I N T E L E X U A L media. It's a young lady named Lexis who does a lot of she does a lot of uh, uh, video lectures on black pop culture. Sometimes she breaks it down by decade. She just did a really, really good video on the history of uh, black partying and get togethers and, and the history of of such in America, uh, breaking down the juke joints in the 20s all the way to like the freak nicks of the 90s. And and it really connects some dots. She looks at everything through a historical prism, but uh, she's very, very, you know, well read, well educated and extremely easy on the eyes. So check her out, man, if, if you got some uh, if you're curious about those types of subjects, intellectual media with an X. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, we'll we'll, we'll skip Nick on that one. Big hair Rico War. <laughs> no pink slips will be signed on this episode. Uh, Big hair Rico War goes to the Chicago Bulls, man. What like, uh? Bro, all right, bro. that's it. That's what I got. The words right out my mouth. But my Big hair Rico Award, I got the Vucevic extension. Oh, they extended him? <laughs> Three years, 60, bro. Three years, 60, 60 million. million dollars, man. Oh, yeah, y'all stuck. <laughs> uh, uh, nah, I'm not happy about this one. I'm not happy about that one. This is why nah. I say we need, to, we need to look into getting Darius Garland. And we ain't got yeah. nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, if we gonna run it back with the same crew, that's what it's sounding like. And they said they willing to go over the luxury tax, but it's like, okay, how, what, when are y'all going to do it? To go over the luxury tax, That's you, would cap, least, bro. You, you would at least have had to make the playoffs the previous year to yeah. justify going over the luxury tax. That's like, yeah. that's like, that's like the Wizards talking about, yeah, we going to go over the luxury tax next year. It's like, why? <laughs> yeah, no. Nope. Nope. Uh, Nick, you got one? Big Red, Big Head Rico Award? Uh, no, I don't. All right. Essence of Otis Award goes to KD, man. Ain't nobody coming to see you, Kevin Durant. Stop. Stop arguing with people who have their own podcast. Fans of the game. Stop questioning them and their takes on you why do you care why do you care i don't get it and it's cool look, to look, care look. but he cares too much look look at him emotional <laughs> <laughs> look at you you're emotional <laughs> oh man the timing of it that, that's that's amazing throughout this whole episode 
But go ahead, guys. I ain't gonna elaborate too long. Oh, uh, you took you you took it. I didn't really have one. Okay, I'm gonna agree. With, I'm gonna agree with that one. As a Warriors fan, I'm always gonna agree with that. One. <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, Cuddy Award. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give it to the. Uh, and I didn't watch the BET Awards, man, but I heard about this story. Uh, so I'm getting a cutty war to, to 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 50 years of hip hop, uh, knocking spice side spice ice spice down a flight of stairs because <laughs> she was not <laughs> she was not interested in nothing. <laughs> oh, she was at she was interested she was absolutely not interested in none of the dad rap. She was on her phone the whole time while everybody's standing <laughs> up like rocking to it taste two and and she's just sitting there just like whatever. Dude, it takes two Probably. came out eight years before she was born. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just using it takes two as an example, but you know they had, they had Busta Rhymes and hope you know they had a Busta Rhymes tribute, I guess for. Hey, that's BT okay. Awards. That's okay that she don't mess with dad rap because we don't mess with popping your P rap. So exactly, yeah. exactly. It's enough room exactly. for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Anybody else got a Cuddy Award? My Cuddy Award award along that same veins goes to Bustin' Rhymes. Um, He said something during that awards thing. He said that he ended up pioneering the feature, and that's true. Like, he he was back in them days, and even now he was all over them records. And even today, he's still all over them records. So I think he definitely deserves some respect for that. Yeah, shout out to Bus too for for calling out these these new age rappers for just all this violence that's going on too, man. You know, get back get back to making music that 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 people love. You know what I mean? Stop stop killing each other. You know what I mean? It's okay to have beef with other rappers and and, and let it. You know, but all this putting out out hits on different rappers and you know it, it, it's it's trash. It's trash. Smoking the ops. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you played yourself a war. Anybody got one? Yo, yo, yo. My cutty award is going. Oh, my to bad, the, It's going to the San Antonio Spurs for for that that Wimbayama uh, pick. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He ain't good hand. All them people talking about. Oh, he too tall. He might get hurt. And hey, get out, get off my line with that, man. He he gonna be I all right. That. I hear that. I do hear those concerns because he is incredibly <laughs> scared. He'll be all right. He'll be all right. He's under a good franchise. Sometimes, you know, a lot a lot of reasons why a lot of players flop or top picks flop is because they with the wrong franchise that that don't know how to develop these young talents. So he's with the Spurs. He'll be all right. He got Tim Duncan over there. He's got David Robinson. He'll be all right. He's going to be all right. He's going to have some growing pains, but it comes with the territory. Hey, David Robinson looking like Brother Sanders now, man. <laughs> you saw the picture? I said the same thing. I'm like, man, who's that in the middle? Brother Sanders? <laughs> like Brother Sanders now. <sighs> David Robinson along the years does look like a young dude who became a ministerial servant and an elder at a young age anyway, so yeah, something happened along the way and he got deleted and then, you know, he's just one of those guys that 
<laughs> just giving out bad advice around the congregation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the friends still look up to him because he uh, what he used to do, <laughs> and they still go up to him like he's still an elder. That's wrong. <laughs> Oh, he's just giving bad advice. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wouldn't even tell the elders about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, hey, uh, you played yourself a war. Who, who y'all got, man? Man, the Atlanta Hawks, bro. Y'all waited way too long on this John Collins trade, and y'all lost all the leverage because he had his statistically worst season ever. And then you end up having to give him up for Rudy Gay and a second round pick. I would be so offended right now. I would ball out next year, bro. Ball out with the Jazz. <laughs> I think I that's a good pick. I think the Jazz won that trade. I didn't even know Rudy Gay was still in the league, bro. I thought, I, ain't I, thought know he, he <laughs> I didn't know he was still in the league either, man. Hey, dude, the Jazz won that trade, hands down. Hey, I, I saw that pick and I felt like um, I felt like that one episode of that TV show Community. I'm not I'm not going to elaborate on that. I'm gonna just send y'all the picture after. Just, yeah. Okay. But those those who know know. <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha. Do you got one, uh, Nick, for You Played Yourself? Uh, you Played Yourself goes out to Lil Uzi Vert. Oh, man. Um, he was just... <laughs> get, getting your phone, getting having your girl throw her phone at you, like, at an award show, like, while she's still there and you're flirting with some other chick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. You bold, but you also stupid. Cause now you on camera getting a phone thrown at you. <laughs> a whole iPhone Max Pro at the forehead. Like, <laughs> uh, oh, she got the big one. She got the big iPhone. Big one. Oh, that no. <laughs> you, that phone was so big you could almost see the text messages on it when she threw it at him. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Oh. Mine's go to Nick Wright, man. Nick Wright, uh, we all we all we all knew, we all knew, man. We knew you was was with was with Clutch. We knew <laughs> you got this fool got exposed oh, for being a Clutch affiliate on his own show. <laughs> hey, who? Oh, called? he did. I didn't know about that. I yes, gotta, I gotta look. I gotta yes, look that up. I send y'all the link. I send y'all the link. What what you say? Ian? I said I who exposed him. Ah, uh, for uh, was it Doug Gobbly? I think I, I I'll send it. I send you guys the link. I send you guys the link. It makes uh, sense. It was on a it was on a uh, Dreamers Pro episode. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I send y'all the Dreamers Pro episode, dude, dude. Yeah, Nick got exposed, bro. That's hilarious. Because he was <laughs> because he was ranting raving about how uh, Jordan's career as a owner. Uh, basically puts his goat status at question. Oh, I'm like, come on, man! Now you reaching? Now you reaching, bro? Come on, man! I can't stand that dude. So, so that means, so that means Jerry West is the goat, then. You're right. Get out of here with that, man. Uh, and you got one? You played yourself? No, I remember it was the Hawks. Yeah, 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 it was the Hawks. That's right. Uh, Mill Card Award. I don't really got nothing for that. Ain't no sports going on right now. 
Uh, except baseball, but I ain't watching baseball uh, until something good yeah, happens. You could put base. You could put baseball on the milk carton award. Yeah. <laughs> the whole sport. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put that there at the end. Uh, baseball. Uh, it's a shame. It's a shame award. Anybody got one? <laughs> hey, it's a shame what happened to the Vibes and Stuff podcast this week, man. <laughs> hey. Let's go. Oh, man. I, like, I try to get a people quality content every week, man. I couldn't do that this week. <laughs> We gonna, I we apologize, Ian. I we apologize. Y'all, y'all gonna have to do with that unedited instrumental playlist I put up. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he put it up as unedited. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, man, that was the granddaddy of cuss words. How I missed that? <laughs> <laughs> That's the OG. That's the OG OG. Hey, man. I just shook it off. I just shook it off. It's not. It's not a big deal. <laughs> It's not a big deal. So it happens. We, hey, hey, Nick, we do it all the time on Twitch, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> That's why I, I had a couple of I had a couple of sessions with my I, I just I let a few words slip, so it's all good. That happens. That's why I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> but on that note, I gotta I gotta, I gotta go, man. It's time for some lunch. Yeah, I got to get up out of here myself, brothers. It has been great. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, we'll see you guys fun. on the next one. Go back. Nick, by the thanks door. for coming through the. Go back by the door, and we'll and we'll <laughs> see y'all next next episode. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. All right, y'all. Peace. 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 Honey, that's all right.